0: Hi, welcome to Exiting Through the 2010s, a podcast where we reflect and dissect the movies of the past 10 years. I'm your host, Jack Draper, and with me is my co host, Clay Williams.
1: I I mean, I want to do a nice little jokey intro, but I mean, I got nothing. Um, uh, At least this is not, I mean, Okay, one thing Inherent Vice does not have is the coronavirus.
0: This is, like, the opposite of what we that's, usually do.
1: Yes, like, I think you start with the- something
0: cringy, but, like, yeah. laugh because of sympathy. But, like, wow, this is, like, the complete
1: 180. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, I am I, not I, ready for that. Yeah, I, I, I got nothing. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix, hey, look at that hair. Yeah, like, really unkept.
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah,
1: that's that's all I got. He should have
0: shown to the Oscars with the Doc Sportshow look. My big take.
1: <laughs> I would have dug it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Rooney would have dug it, but I would have dug it.
0: Oh, 100% you wouldn't have dug it. Okay.
1: I mean, he, he's a hairy guy.
0: Oh, certainly. And um, with us is Michael Sandel of the film stage. Hello.
2: Uh, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, where can everyone find you? And when did you start discovering film as a passion? <laughs> Oh, double Jesus. entendre! <laughs> <laughs> I always, uh, I always can... like just asking that to people. Just to... oh sure. I'm always curious. Yeah. Uh
2: yeah, I you can find me on the film stage show, uh, I, I, every week for now. But uh, the good old pandemic might might change the frequency of that in some way. Um yeah and i write occasionally for places like the film stage and uh the spool lately and yeah i don't write that much these days but uh yeah i've, I've been on the podcast for a couple of years now that's weird to say and um where did my passion for film started i, I oh god i'm a very lame story in the sense I just was kind of obsessed with movies from a very early age. Like family friends, uh, used to call me Michael Ebert because I was like <laughs> obsessed with good. Joke. I, I could tell you the rating of any movie, probably because I was like obsessed with all these movies that I wasn't allowed to watch. So I like the rating, meaning with, like PG 13, oh. R, like.
0: Interesting. (laughs) I was not expecting
2: that. Yeah. No. It's. I. I I mean, like, I could tell you what, especially Roger Ebert thought of a lot of things, Mm. but I was especially obsessed with ratings early on for whatever reason because I was a massive dork. Um. But yeah, I just was into movies from a very early age. Um. But I don't think I fully really got into it until maybe uh, high school. I worked at a video store. I remember those. Um, I don't think we do, literally. This is not a this is not a joke. <laughs> I, I worked at a video store, and I uh, was only there for, I don't know, six-ish months or something, mm. but uh, it was a time when Norbit was out. I remember that, because I remember getting in trouble for trying to convince multiple people not to get orbit? Ooh, yeah, that'll do it. Mm. Orbit, I think.
0: I, I think you're very entitled yeah. to that, yeah.
2: Yeah, and I remember, like, we made most of our money with adult films. Ooh. Definitely wasn't legally supposed to be writing those out. But, uh, yeah, I just kind of got a passion for movies from then on and just kind of kept with it. And started writing in high school and then wrote in college and then made a go of freelancing for a while. And now I'm just a working stiff, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're um,
2: That's where I'm at, yeah.
0: <laughs> is there anything in the video store that you advocated for, like the opposite of more of it?
2: Um... I'm trying to think of what my tastes were as a sophomore in high school. I was probably getting into some pretty obvious stuff. I remember liking Tarantino a lot. Um, I don't know. I probably had... uh, I remember being into some more embarrassing things, too. I remember I told at least a few people to watch Garden State because I was an idiot. Uh, I liked Wes Anderson. I very very boring taste. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah. Now, Garden State yeah. is
0: that Florence Pugh's boyfriend?
2: It is Florence Pugh's boyfriend. Okay. It, right. right. Never be spoken of. I ever. think that's his yeah. name.
0: Yes. <laughs> and the reason I ask about your advocates is because sure. I worked at a cinema. My or, wait, I worked at a movie theater. Sure. My, Which do not exist anymore. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, my so uh, junior year. So kind of like same age as you, sure. And I really advocated for anyone that asked, like, please, Phantom Thread, Phantom Thread, go see it, please. <laughs> if you need a recommendation, I it's beautiful loser. I know, I know. That's uh, I can relate to this. Um, I love you. Uh, please, and and like everyone, everyone that had a Phantom Thread ticket, I would just feel like, you're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> I, I <don't, laughs> like internally, but sometimes if I if I knew that person, like. Uh, anyway, but... Um, that's so funny.
2: Yeah. What did you discourage them from, then?
0: Mm-hmm. I don't... Well, this was Oscar season 2017.
1: Um, Me and Jack don't necessarily heavily dislike a lot of movies. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, that's the yeah. trick. If you're <laughs> if you're a prick, then people are... For now, right? <laughs> For now.
1: Yeah, yeah, for now. We'll be jaded soon. Yeah,
0: um huh i i I think there might have been something but yeah i can't
1: Uh, you probably just spit on people who were like i'm gonna go see an mcu movie or just like you plebe (laughs) peasant
0: i remember um i remember working through when black panther came out and that was like Hell, <laughs> oh my God! I'm still a little traumatized from that. What do you mean? Like it was so crowded? It was, it was just very busy.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: It was like the opposite from from what it was. What it must be like
2: now. The opposite from Phantom Thread. The opposite of the <laughs> coronavirus-infected theater business.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What if, they, what if they like brought back Phantom Thread and they just played that? At the theaters like we got nothing else. What if they just um, brought back Inherent Vice?
2: transitions
0: <laughs> hey we're... don't no need to uh unveil the curtain um so what is your history with inherent vice do you remember the first time seeing it
1: or... i can go first yes. uh the first time i saw inherent vice was we didn't watch it together but you recommended it to me if i remember that correctly um and you were like you got to check it out you know you've been bugging me to watch it for a long time it was one of the few anderson's i haven't seen at that time um when did i see it? i feel like i saw it in like 2017 2018 um and i watched it not really knowing what to expect i knew it was kind of it was one of the more divisive anderson's um and i i dug anderson i don't know if i liked him as much as everyone else at that time um for some reason i just was like i like I thought all the movies I saw from him were great, but I didn't necessarily love Mm -hmm. one in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, But oh, no, we did watch it together. Okay, that's okay. We did watch it together. And it was. Oh, wow. It was last year. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I for some reason. Yeah. See, when I watched it this time, I could not really remember much about the first time I saw it, even though it was only a year ago.
0: Well, that's that's nice that we value our time together. Um, I really appreciate
1: it. Yeah. I mean, you're, good you, have a, you have a forgettable face. What can I say? I've been told. Um, <laughs> but I really, no, I, I saw it and I'm like, that was a thing. Um, mm. I thought, I think I liked it. I enjoyed watching it, but I, I'm, it was kind of like a fog. And then I just kind of went about my life. Um, and I haven't really thought about it since. But now, like, should we talk about how we felt rewatching it? Because I, I really Well, actually,
0: I- before that, I was gonna ask you when you first saw it with me that first yes, time.
1: Yes, I, I did see it with you. This is true. <laughs> I can confirm.
0: Did you feel any differently from when you saw any other PTA movies, or was it different? Like a gut feeling, like this one's less than, or the or are they all plateauing together.
1: This was. Hmm. Again, I've not disliked. I've I thought i uh, at this point I've seen I saw every uh, um, all the PTA movies I've seen I thought were great. Um, the only one I have not seen is Heartache. Eight. Oh my uh, god, Heart Eight's fantastic. Um, and I feel like my the sim the feeling that I kind of came with was similar to the ending of Magnolia, mm. in the sense of that was a choice. I was I you know at, in that time when I saw Magnolia I wasn't as cultured in my taste of film I wasn't used to like deliberate artistic risky choices that maybe alienate viewers I wasn't used to that I still had I was still pretty simple in my Mm -hmm. taste back then uh and I'm still somewhat simple now but I'm trying to I'm trying to change that um and I had that kind of feeling of did I like that was that something like, do does is that something that I think works or is it just not for me or do I don't, or I guess it's more of the, it was the more of the feeling like, well, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, and, but rewatching it now, I, I watched it. I had, I had a lot of homework this week because uh, um, la- my last week of my term for um, the, my winter term is next week with whatever's going on who knows what will happen but so i had to watch it late at night i watched it till like 4 a.m in the morning um and i was and i kind of texted i texted jack about this of like how i was kind of half asleep half awake but still like super captivated by it and i gotta say what a great perfect mood for that that. exactly (laughs) exactly it's just like you're just in it and then you're like what's happening oh cool that that's really good it's
0: so great that it doesn't play as a burden you know it's it's not like you picked a more i don't know or something yeah that we were to talk about sure uh oh man imagine that um yeah so what was your first time doing this
2: oh is this me okay sorry um yeah i i saw inherent vice um I was interning actually at uh, the Dissolve um, at the yeah. time, and uh, someone, or I, I knew it was out, and so I, I went out to see it. I kind of think I went to see it alone. Um, I don't think I could convince my partner to go, but um, so I, I went to see it, and I think it was something. That again, yeah, I just kind of came out of it in uh, in a fog. And in a sense that I had seen something that felt like it was over my head. Um, yes. I, I liked a lot of PTA up until that point. I will say I was kind of a slow convert to some of his later stuff. Uh, whether it be pretty much everything after There Will Be Blood. Um, like, The Master, I kind of felt like it went over my head as well, mm. uh, until a, a recent rewatch, actually last year, um, where it started to feel like I had, you know, maybe half the puzzle <laughs> to put together. As opposed Is there anything to, that prompted like, The Rewatch? Uh, the Master was, um, oh, you know, it wasn't last year. It was actually right... Uh, right when I was writing a review for Phantom Thread. Uh, oh, sure. Okay. I, I, I said, like, okay, I want to rewatch this one. Um, I, yeah, I've always kind of liked PTA. Uh, I, I'm sorry. It was Punch Drunk Love last year that I finally revisited gotcha. and uh, really liked. Um, I'm not a big Magnolia person, mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen Hard Eight actually until today when I was supposed to be working. Uh, But, uh, yeah, so I I guess the thing about Inherent Vice for me is that um, its reputation kind of precedes it. I mean, Pynchon is someone who I'd heard about kind of in hushed tones from people who were way smarter than me, talking about how much they love Gravity's Rainbow. I always
0: heard uh, Pynchon in the same vein as uh, Foster Wallace, David Foster Wallace, like –
2: like someone who is like, all
0: right, yeah. time to get your thinking caps on. Yeah,
2: like, so. yeah. Yeah. Get ready to get ready to sit down and, you know, try to yeah. understand Got a the glass metaphysics. of whiskey. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like these people know something we don't.
2: Sure. And, and I, I will say like noir is something that uh, I really do deeply love, uh, like double indemnity and out of the past. And they kiss me deadly. And I saw a lot of those classic noirs, um, but I didn't really, again, know what to do with Inherent Vice. And, and I, I guess, you know, that's totally by design. In the same way that people talk about, like, uh, The Big Sleep and a lot of these yes. huge 60s and 70s uh, noir films that were, like, The Long Goodbye, the big one people compare this to. Uh, this film is just, like, it's it's shambling. It, it doesn't, it has all of these, like, uh, you know really indelible dead ends like it's it's a movie that doesn't really want you to follow the actual plot like i actually tried to track the actual mystery this time and even though like you know i have a sense of how things persist. I mean there are so many uh intentional blanks. Like that like I, just as the title says, like this is a movie that's all about uh unstoppable inertia. Like yeah. time is something that you can't you can't uh yeah, there's nothing you can do.
0: Ice cream melts. Exactly uh, sidewalk is hot. Yeah. Yeah. A um, break glass yeah. yeah it's yeah yeah. yeah. It's all inevitable. yeah. It's all plausible. Trying to stitch this mystery together is like Brian trying to name who's at fault in Marriage Story. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that? Like, okay, but she said this, and then he said that over there, and then this part. Yeah. Um,
2: It's a a circle without end.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, it's endless. I remember this being at the tail end of when I was going through PTA's movies. Um, when we b- before we started recording, I mentioned he was my favorite director of all time, and uh, yeah, that still <laughs> still rings true I, every time I revisit one of these. I revisited Magnolia last year for a nineteen ninety nine piece, and uh, yeah, still just plays like brilliantly as I I remember. I um, yeah, I don't know what it what it. I still think it's I, I still think he's the whole package. For me, like every piece of his filmmaking is like immaculate, and I still have trouble trying to f- figure out things I don't like about his movies. Um, Was even it a though bit for
2: Side it is,
0: it is, you know, it's like Lena and Barry and Bunch of Drunk Love, and I'm a big <laughs> sucker for falling in love with someone's movies, so it could be. And um, even when I felt like I wasn't fully comprehending his work in the master and inherent vice, I still felt like it's okay. <laughs> like I'm in safe hands <laughs> and, uh, Paul is just going to hold me. <laughs> and, um, I remember this interview, if I can find it, I'll put it in the, in the, li- I'll put, I'll link it to it. But it's, he's talking about the inspiration for Joaquin in uh, the master, his character, Freddie Quill, of this documentary, this nature documentary of this ape, God. where the ape is just like looking out into the distance. It's like a monkey of some sort. This is going somewhere. And the monkey is looking out into the distance, and you just, and you, it starts to rain a little bit and it starts to get foggy. And so then he just slowly shuts his eyes, and the camera just lingers on this monkey. And and you're transfixed, and that's how he kind of got the inspiration for the Freddie Quill <laughs> character, or it's someone that is like bamboo-like, and it kind of translates. Sure. To the movie, but it's someone who is very primal. I'm not going to turn this into a Master episode, but I kind of got that once he explained it like that. Like, I get He's is. a monkey. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Even at like fourteen, fifteen, when I first saw the Master, um. I was just like, man, I I, I get what he's doing here. <laughs> like, just because I don't get what he's doing, I also get what he's doing.
2: Yeah, I I, I think the interesting thing, I, yeah, I'm not gonna make this into a master thing, but I have yes. I'll, I'll put this back into inherit advice. Like, I I think what's interesting about the master is it does have like very reptile pleasures, and if you go below the surface, there's a lot of like interesting influences like it's very clear that you know
0: kind of and it, a little yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I, I mean the sense to which you know for instance like how deeply it goes into scientology like the fact that at, in during production it was described that way like it's very clear that he is interested in you know not only his themes, like father-son relationships and the unraveling of like psyches and things like that, but the just end of an also, era. Yeah. yeah, the exactly the end of an era. And and I think Inherent Vice, that's what I really realized this time is the strange way that this movie is about like these almost false histories that don't that don't really matter or, or feel hollow. But also, it's so enamored with California history, whether, you know, in the same way Chinatown is obsessed with, you know, the droughts and, and mm-hmm. things like that. Like, this movie is obsessed with the the language of alleyways and uh, the way that, you know, stoners and flatlanders interact with each other. And, and how the police is connected to, you know... Uh, to big wigs to drug cartels the way that everything combines and intersects with each other is like this perfectly coherence. the wrong word because <laughs> it's still a right, fever yeah. dream but it's it's so carefully orchestrated that it, again you're in good hands like okay. it, it's a movie that is is willing to take you the distance if you let it? <laughs> like I, I don't know if that it totally makes sense. Even no, now, it like yeah, yeah. it's just loaded with contradictions.
0: <laughs> yeah, even the heroin oh, uh, yeah. smuggling dentists with their yeah. pants around their ankles. Like this is a <laughs> a thing of normalcy around here. Fucking um, Martin Short and. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! It feels like um, it feels like a screwball comedy in that one scene. Like very Altman-y. I yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I feel like i kind of got the sense of so i saw so recently um, last month like I mother's watched,
0: milk you know <laughs>
1: um i watched this Den uh, fuck i can't believe i already forgot the title it's great um have you guys ever seen devil in a blue dress it's um yeah have you so i i watched that last month and i really dug it John not uh, oh yeah yeah denzel noir right Yes. Very noir. It's super like it's basically your classic Humphrey Bogart noir, but also adding a race element to it. Sure. Um, and like kind of also like it It also deals and uh, delves into like a lot of history and that kind of stuff. Um, but it's you know, it's a pretty classic hardboiled noir. And I kind of I watched it. And even though it's, I think, a really well-made movie, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm just a sucker for these. These are just kind (laughs) of like – these are the movies that I just dig no matter kind of what. And it's the idea of how everyone – how everything revolves around this one guy, how all these different groups come to that person and be like, you've put yourself into this, the middle of the situation. Now you need to figure it out. You need to do something for me, and you need to do something for that person. You have to um, please all parties at the same time. Who directed Um, that? Carl Franklin. Carl Franklin. There you go. I'm um sorry. no yeah that we got in quicker than you it, yeah it was uh <laughs> it was time my work. useless knowledge <laughs> um, right.
2: and, we have to put all this shit to use
1: somehow right exactly um but like the comedy like the comedy in this movie it's super funny yeah. um just like coming so recently watching like a hard-boiled kind of classic meat and potatoes noir with some inter- interesting, like ideas around it. To this movie, it kind of feels like a parody in a sense, and not in, and not in like a bad way. But I think it uses these. The um, it subverts a lot of ideas and a lot of the, a lot of the cliches about classic noir. It still has that, and it still operates under the classic noir formula, but also takes takes certain parts and just kind of flips it, flips it on itself. And is and can make a great gag out of it. Like, it's the idea like people compare. I think the biggest comparison you can make to another movie is the big Lebowski in the sense of this got a stoner in the middle of this classic noir just trying to figure it out. But also has these like kind of weird, um, surreal um, aesthetic in the sense of like, is this, you know, is this a fog? Is he hallucinating? That kind of stuff. Um, I mean, it, it's but that's. I mean, it doesn't share too many similarities in the sense of like, in um, its uh, te- filming technique and um, its uh, central themes or whatnot. But I kind of it, again, it's just it's a riff. But this one takes it. But wise I think, takes it inherently, pun intended, Definitely. more seriously. Um, but also has a lot of fun with it. And that's what's, I think, charming about the movie, and I think that's why. And I just feel like the overcomplicated plot is an in- is intentional because it's just kind of like, like, it's these noirs, man. Like, you know, like it's always, again, that's where it kind of feels like a parody or a satire of it in the sense mm-hmm. of they make the plot way more complicated than it needs to be, just because it feels like every noir you see has, like, is so convoluted that they just kind of up the ante. It's very heightened, I guess that's what I'm trying to say.
0: I've seen this movie so many times now and what I'm starting to realize connecting the dots to all these things is now meaningless and solving the mystery will do nobody any good like like okay so doc finds mickey wolfman but then that's like halfway through so then we have so much left to go and um nothing is 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 wrapped up and I think if if it were to be wrapped up I think that it, a lesson would have to be taught but I don't think that we're at all concerned with trying to send out any messages <clears throat> so um, yeah then it just keeps going and going and going and you start to realize that this is just something that complications are always going to be ar- arising and um, like um, oh, the, the narrator keeps on saying that Doc is a do-gooder and I think he's someone that helps people follow their instincts.
2: Yeah, I think, I I think that's, uh, I, I, kind of go back and forth. I think it was, uh, Travis Woods has written this insane piece for Bright Wall Dark Room about this film. And he talked a little bit about the sense of how, like, uh, Doc almost like functions as a protagonist and and uh, and a uh, antagonist, like like in the sense that like Bigfoot is very much his like shadow, in, in the sense uh, like it's a dark, well, it's at first seen as a dark mirror of Doc, but like Doc is also not really that helpful. Like he just kind of moses into situations yeah. and. Things are just going on without him. Like, like so many of these hallucinations, like, as you're saying, don't necessarily matter. Like, I think the one that really seems like it matters is Shasta showing mm-hmm. up at his, uh, his bungalow or <laughs> his place halfway through. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, so many of the other kind of, like, avenues and outliers this does, like, it's not like he's really being... A hero or sense and, and like yeah. he's such a bad detective too yeah he's not very good yeah, he's like I out. love his notepad notes like not yeah. hallucinating yeah like a bad trip like yeah, bad it's trip. like some guy like there's so there's so um there's such like people are leading him by like they might as well be leading him by the nose to his sure. next place and then he gets there and he's looking around and like, where do I go? It can only be this place. So Again, I'll it's very
0: it. Lebowski-esque.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think you see that with the golden fang too. It being 12 different fucking things from a, you know, a dentist heroin ring to a... It could uh, just be a boat. A boat. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's just a boat, guys. My big take is that this is also commenting on everyone's trying trying to break out of the confines that America is trying to put them on in this moment. Like um if we think about Penny who is Reese Witherspoon's character, she's dating Doc even though that's unacceptable for someone of her stature as a lawyer, as a big time hotshot lawyer in LA. <clears throat> and uh and then, yeah as you mentioned Bigfoot who is the reveals himself slowly to be more corrupt and we learn about his partner and uh i think th- what we take is maybe a hallucination at the end when he eats his weed <laughs> shows me with later viewings that he w- wants to be something that he cannot be because of many things like the controlling do- uh, dominance of, of his wife so he wants to be someone that is out of control and not in so much of a position of power like doc and uh there's just a, there, yeah there's just a lot of things like that like mickey wolfman is is trying to not be such a high power businessman and i think it's very interesting it's very like once upon a time in hollywood
1: is another what makes so, you say that oh just
0: just like with the, the transitions aesthetic yeah oh, okay
1: yeah l.a-ness um, and
0: all yeah no, i, I agree. guess you could draw any la movie to that it's I, just I recent
2: I think the thing about I, I was thinking about once upon a time in Hollywood uh, rewatching inherent Vice, but I think that I think that Tarantino is ultimately too enamored with his own mythology to actually really to really like make, for instance, like Leo's character an actual failure. Mm-hmm. Like not just in terms of the ending, but like even as he's has been and he's over the hill and everything. I think there's a real, like, gravity to inherent vices' view of the '70s that is, or sorry, not this. Yeah, it's '69 to '70. Like it's, like, it, there's such a, like, permanence and uh, and, and a hopelessness that like, that I didn't necessarily get in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I guess that's the very much the point of once upon a time in hollywood because it's like what if it's hopeful yeah what what if manson didn't shatter everyone's view of hippies and this certain lifestyle and things and i've heard a lot of people say that like you know manson is the specter over inherent vice too like Mm. it's it's the thing you know when we move to acid to heroin to you know Like, here's this doofy guy who could now also be a murderer. Like, you see that with Doc and all the police, you know. They reference Manson a lot. They do, yeah. Like when they're pulled over. That's right, yes. I'm trying to get my timing right for when the Manson killing was. But, uh, yeah, like, it's very interesting going back to this, especially after Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because I almost think they're like, opposite approaches to uh yeah i guess like a similar uh, similar transition in history
0: yeah. it's almost like they're the before and after
1: yeah yeah no that's a th- that's an interesting way to put that and they come from two different perspectives like you know like rick rick dalton is very anti the hippie culture Pitt is not necessarily here or there he's trying to blend into both Um, But it's it's and people people a lot of people read it as Tarantino hates hippies or Tarantino like you know there are a lot of different reads or takes about that movie some are great some are horrible um, as most movies but I like it's not but it takes in the perspective of how the world at that time views hippies and that's kind of the same with this movie but it comes from the hippie point of view. Mm-hmm. so it's it, it it you know it has that duality to it that i think actually thinking about it more and you guys explaining it, it does have a instinct fundamental connection in the sense of the time and the subjects they are actually tackling um i found so i found this interview with pta he's talking so basically this guy was asking so people say it doesn't make sense what do you think um and the like, interviewer the question, asks him like well they, yeah, it doesn't they, make sense Well, the question is, uh, well, I mean, that's the tone of the interview, but he basically, uh, the interviewer interviewer says, you've talked before about how, um, this is from the Huffington Post, by the way. This is, and the interview was um, from Christopher Christopher Rawson. Um, The question is, you've talked before about how the plot is almost secondary to the action, but having seen Inherent Vice twice now, it does make sense. I don't understand how that interview can figure it out, but... God bless him. But this is. But I liked it, PTA's response to this. It does. It's not necessarily a cop out with us. Same plot doesn't matter. It does connect. I assure you. But with that's the joy of Pynchon. All of his stuff, which is seemingly so ram rambling and wild, is carefully constr- uh, structured and really meticulously thought out. There's a point to everything, and everything is connected. Every cause has an effect. When you're sending this character off to investigate what happened to his generation, the point, the points in the dots are connecting. He's piecing it together. It's it's all pretty damn accurate. It's not just wild stuff that Pynchon is making up out of thin air. He's looking back with proof, proof in his hands. Look at what these Republicans in power did to the country at the to- at that time. So it's definitely has a perspective. Um, but I mean, even though people tell me it makes sense, I I, I don't know. Don't know about all that. You maybe can if you like take
0: a whiteboard to it. And just, yeah, you have to <laughs> just, like, really sketch, sketch out everything. Yeah, I mean Doc literally
1: does at one point. Like, Sir, yeah. was that like on his wall? Yeah, like it was that wasn't like a whiteboard. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, is, like, yeah, that's paint over that. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> that's gonna leave a mark. Yeah, it Your takes, like, are an not gonna be happy about that. Your landlord's yeah. gonna be like, the <laughs> fuck? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> You're like, um,
0: uh, McConaughey and True Detective.
2: I was like at a social network with uh, Eisenberg with the permanent marker on yeah, the, window. the window. Yeah, the yeah, window. Oh, yeah. yeah. That reminds me the only good joke in the movie, The Internship, is <laughs> when Vince <laughs> Vaughn starts, he thinks wow. he has oh, some no. Eureka moment. I don't know why I'm bringing up The Internship. Uh, and Daniel oh, yeah, Wilson's connected. Yeah,
1: that's. <laughs> nice. Look at that. Hey. Plays the same character, too. Yeah, yeah <laughs> <Very> exactly. Weird. <laughs>
2: But Vince Vaughn starts writing on the wall and, like, someone else at Google where he works is like, you asshole, <laughs> that's a permanent yes. marker. <laughs> and that window's now ruined. <laughs> I wonder how so the
0: internship true. is. Or should we get on for an internship
2: episode? <laughs> no, you don't. Vince Vaughn? I don't uh, know. Vince Vaughn. <laughs> there are some other weird Vince Vaughn movies you could do if you wanted to do a Vince oh, yeah. Vaughn marathon. Ride right
1: against concrete. Across concrete. So, so uh fred right. Claus, brawl and brawl cell block 99 i always get that title wrong even yeah there's yeah vaughn has made some choices in his like career
2: he does yeah <clears throat>
1: um uh but yeah, like yeah there's all these like classic rooted moments in noir the uh, i mean Back i noticed this. sorry i just thought <laughs> um <laughs> there's this there's this moment in the movie where like there's always these sorry there's always this moment in any noir movie is like oh it's the uh, like when someone mentions a character's name like um uh, what was a uh, mickey wolfman and so mm-hmm. like so like a high status character like that or like you know so the, uh do you know mickey wolfman and he's like the guy from the paper <laughs> it's always that it's always that response like whether it sure. be like like oh how do you know this high status person oh you mean the guy from the paper i know yeah. it's, it's almost in every noir yeah. movie that response and i, I just like I, but exactly, the guy from the paper yeah exactly there's always that moment i just found and i found little things like that where it's just mm-hmm. like that's intentional that's like that is a you know that's that's definitely um a sub not a subversion but it's letting you know this is rooted in a classic noir story and that is what we're telling but we're just gonna have fun with it
0: it's got to be hard to write a script like this.
1: Like, Without let
0: alone... Yeah, and I know, but um, it's got to be... Yeah, I, and also, I read... Have you guys read the, the book?
2: No. I have not. But as, ha- as I'm aware, it sounds like it took out a lot of stuff, too. It
0: did take out a lot. There were a lot of characters that...
2: Like um, his parents, for instance? Yes, his parents.
0: Um, and it's P.T.'s first adaptation, too. So it's, like, interesting oh, yeah. that this is something that he chose for his first one. <laughs> um, like so, and also Pinchon is so infamously unadaptable too. So it's, um, yeah, like, but you have to be so particular with adapting this because of all the, the moving parts, obviously, and you intentionally can't have it make sense.
1: Right? Yeah, I, I, yeah I, so I, like, I agree. That's gotta
0: be a real challenge
1: it's also a I, I mean he also made the brilliant decision i haven't read the book but i read up on some of the changes he made the brilliant decision of entry of um having the narrator be an actual character because in the book the narrator is no one it's just the narrator but in the um in the movie it it basically it's such a smart screenwriting um be- i mean there's this constant talk of how like narr- uh, narration is uh lazy screenwriting or whatever i disagree i think in the proper use it, it works well and especially in this movie but the idea of how he can take that fantastic pinch and writing and have it integrated to the movie seem like you know uh seamlessly but also connect it to the actual character and have your audience buy into it immediately just by having uh, a mouthpiece in the sense of uh was it solange is that what's her name yeah joanna newsome yeah, yeah you in a
2: nuisance sort of
1: yeah i don't remember how to pronounce it whatsoever (laughs) but how she is basically she connects it straight to doc and has this personal connection and puts this entire context around the film and i think and but he also is like now i can just take the Pynchon's writing and not, not copy and paste but put it into the movie to really like accentuate it and make it more vibrant and make it more um uh i don't know uh Appealing,
0: yeah. He's trying his best to respect that tone. It's really, really... it's really, really uh, specific, and it, it's also tricky that PTA Castro and Newsom and Catherine Waterston to look very similar to each other. Yeah. So it's, I mean, that has nothing to do with their name, but it's just funny that 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 they seem to in the flashbacks be a very tight group and yeah.
2: I think it's an interesting choice too, because I think um, you know, especially. Well, to the, the bookends, like, uh, very early on and the end, like, it could very easily be seen as, like, a figment of his imagination. And yet that key scene in the middle where Doc is thinking back to, you know, kind of his last days with Shasta, she is there. Like, she's there and they're talking to her. <laughs> they're obviously very high and looking for their next fix, but, like... It's not just a figment sitting next to Doc. It, it She's meant to be a person who is reacting because she's on the phone, you know, in that kind of paranoid way. But I, I think that that's another thing that's kind of really tricky about her as a, a narrator because she is a narrator, but she also seems like someone who just kind of orbits around the characters in in a way that she's not necessarily omniscient because she's still very much in Doc's like cloud of a mind yeah. <laughs> and like his, his lack <coughs> of knowledge about everything. But she, she's kind of always pushing us forward and just reminding us like of that certain, fatalism that is always around these stories and i think that goes back to clay what you're saying just about that sense of like uh of uh sorry that uh the homage to noirs and things like that like you know there's like a femme fatale and you know there's a number of different character archetypes that show up here but i think it's also just like a sense of how this thing this thing moves like it's a you know like a disembodied force that's always pushing um, these characters. And I, I think you're... Jack, I think you're getting at something I I had, like, thought about a little bit, but I couldn't quite articulate. And it's, like... It's the sense that, yeah, this is, like, finely constructed r- randomness. In the yeah, sense that, like... Certainly. It's made to feel, like, stream of consciousness, like, oh, this bizarre thought came into my head, I'm just going to follow this. But you're always... Again, getting a sense that this is being orchestrated the whole time, and I think you feel that too. With almost everyone he meets, yeah, is more aware of what's going on in the (laughs) world than he is. I don't know what moment it is. Maybe it's it's like
0: the meeting with Petunia. Yes, (laughs) and then you're kind of like, okay, I give up, like, (laughs) because it it all just like that scene in particular. always feels so dreamy (laughs) like like this person cannot be real like this is this is fake um Joanna Newsom's narrator reminds me of sometimes how Scorsese will use narration like um particularly Wolf of Wall Street how Jordan narrates himself like almost reading a book Mm -hmm. about himself or he's he's like okay well here's when I did this and then like he's he's viewing himself in a third person. Sure. I guess that's what narration is. But um, Joanne in Newsom's character is doing the same thing, Or she's like seeing Doc from like a point of view, like recounting the the events. Yeah. No, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I. I, this is just such a, it's such a weird movie to talk about because each scene is so carefully placed. But again, we need that, we need to pull out that whiteboard to figure out how we get from place to place. And like, speaking of another scene that like, you know, you could say a lot of these scenes feel half remembered in that sense. Like, but the Mickey Wolfman, like the first time we meet him, you know, he's kind of in that chair and he and doc had just like snuck by dozens of cops apparently (laughs) was he going little buddy (laughs) (laughs) yeah we were having like a pool party and then exactly yeah that little buddy like uh, eric roberts with a five o'clock shadow yeah yeah he's so good
0: he's like in everything
2: yeah he's he's one of those guys that you know tarantino and soderbergh are like remember eric roberts he's great nolan, too. nolan.
0: Batman, yeah man. exactly of yeah.
1: nolan too yeah man as sam maroney um star 80 man 100%. um but so uh what was i gonna say yeah uh why are the f why is the fbi like like <laughs> why are they in it with his <clears throat> wife and his and her boyfriend like Oh, some of this movie and I just love the idea of PTA is like, "No, it makes sense. Trust me, no, it makes yeah, sense." Please. I'm like, "I don't trust you. I don't trust you, Paul. I got to say mm-hmm. I don't trust you." Um, yeah, this movie is just wild. Um, yeah. you mentioned um Michael, you mentioned earlier of like the scene of um of uh sorry, uh, of Shasta coming in the middle of the movie. You referenced sure. that as a hallucination. Um I think the first time I, I it saw it too. The first time I saw it, I'm like, yeah, that's a hallucination. The second time I saw it, I didn't really think either or. What is our reasoning behind thinking that's a hallucination?
2: Hmm. Well, I think that the way... I, I, I will say the the first time I watched this, I didn't think about that scene. Uh, I didn't feel it was as crucial until the second time. And I feel like that is is a scene where... Shasta is almost is is almost like the perfect model of like the you know not the femme fatale but like the romantic interest the one that got away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I I think that and the way that it progresses where you know she becomes more nude like the whole thing feels like it it falls into uh, you know, like, kind of, uh, you know, drugged out fantasy in in that sense. Like, not only, mm-hmm. not only in the way that she like, you know, it ends with just kind of an angry inventory of like mm-hmm. what went wrong with them. But there's just something about it where I just don't necessarily trust Doc's vision of. Shasta, which is not to say Shasta is yeah. bad or good. Mm-hmm. Um or good or evil or you know however She's very you want
0: much to chaotic chaotic neutral.
2: Yes, yeah. <clears throat> no, like absolutely. Like she is very much all things go back to Shasta, <laughs> yeah. but Shasta isn't really an answer. Like yeah. there's there's going to be There's not going to be like a, you know she's obviously a key for doc but
0: yeah i I, I don't see it being a hallucination because when uh bigfoot interrupts it when he calls and i forget the exchange between them because there's so many scenes but it's like that causes the rift in that sequence and um because you have that in there to interrupt them, I feel like I feel like it just means that the absurdity is is just it's just it can be uh, it can be broken just just with reality crashing into his yeah. fantasy, I guess.
1: Yeah, I, I It's also convenient. is that enough for you? Yeah, Did we no, convince it is. You, it's, it's enough. <laughs> well, I mean, convinces. Uh, I don't know about convince. Did we break but... your spell? <laughs> No, my spell is very unbroken. Um,
0: <laughs> Maybe by the end of the episode.
1: <laughs> I think it is a bit convenient, though. Like, her just popping out up out of nowhere. But the idea of why I might think it might not be a hallucination is because then why does Puck have the same exact necklace as her with a conch shell necklace? Um, do you guys remember that when he's seeing... Um, uh, the Russian dude, or yeah. you know, the bat bat guy. Um, yeah, can't and remember his name, but yeah, is
0: that Ad- his, Adrian?
1: His yes. Adrian. his and the his Nazi, um, his uh Nazi stooge comes over does that and man have has the on his face. Yes, he yes. does. <laughs> um, and no, it actually means unity. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, and he has the same exact necklace as um shasta and it's very like sure. there's a close-up of it and it's very like y- please notice this this means something or doesn't i don't know but like yeah and another thing about that is the reason something i was like kind of like again i just for some reason did not remember much like i remembered like like when the scene would start i'm like oh i remember this was a scene that i don't like i didn't remember sure. like plot point <laughs> there were cameras uh, here actors exactly. were on the set this day like, it was oh, lit. yeah actor looked like that yes yes, yes. That um like be. del toro like popping in i'm like oh, yeah that's right he's in this movie yeah. um so what's and, the beef here uh but like yeah i thought for some reason watching it i'm like yeah shasta dies right she's like dead <laughs> we're gonna see a body it's it's at some point yeah or like they're gonna like at the yeah. end you're gonna be like oh yeah she never made it out and he like oh he elucidated all of that but no it's kind of like yeah she might be, like and i i was surprised and i'm like why did i why was i so sure that she died well, i think and, there's like there's like laura palmer vibes to her yes, in a sense yes. like um
2: like she's an
0: unattainable
2: kind of entity yeah yeah an unattainable entity she's almost also, like corruptible yes yeah. and, and that's the thing like when she when she talks about puck as, as you were saying clay like Like, yeah, it seems like she bonds with everybody, but it doesn't seem like we really have enough information to actually understand, for instance, the relationship that Shasta has with uh, Mickey or or anything like that. Like, she speaks affectionately about them, but, like, it's almost in that, like, incontrovertible force the way that, like, Firewalk with me. Shows shows mm-hmm. how Laura Palmer. Yes, yes. Um Um, <laughs> no, that's not spoilers. You know her spoilers. No,
0: no, side. we know what ha- we know. What, that's the thing about firewalk fire Walk with me. It's the yeah. blessing and the curse, right? Yeah. Um, One and, it, and the only movies. thing, yeah, the only thing that we have to go on that Shasta, I almost said Laura, that Shasta is not going off of is the tie. Yes. At the uh, at the the house. Yeah, all those and. New- yeah right. i'm in there somewhere you just gotta look hard enough <laughs> um but yeah it's it's interesting that if it weren't for that one piece of evidence i feel like this entire thing could be um could be fabricated or maybe
1: i'm missing something big i mean that's the thing you just you, no one knows <laughs> yeah, like maybe wait wait maybe I'm not. D- yeah. did i miss something or was that part of something or <laughs> like yeah it's it's all i mean it works in a sense, even though it maybe can be frustrating in the moment, but it does like work. And I mean, that's that's because, I mean, I think one, Paul Thomas Anderson's amazing direction and style and just it's it's a very it's a vibe. It's just it's something that you could just like you could I could rewatch this. It's very watchable in the sense of you could just like throw it on, not care about anything and just like see actors doing like fun things and great and have like a just a pleasant athet- a really pleasant aesthetic um and people say maybe it's a too it's too long i can see that um long but enough. i i it's personally yeah i think it's exact great Exact opposite,
0: um, not long enough give me give me all the footage
1: every <laughs> <is> <laughs> give this, me the b-roll is this his funny is this his funniest movie so i actually hilarious
2: but
0: <laughs> yeah my thing about PTA that I've realized, I've seen an umpteenth of viewings on all of his movies, if that's not obvious by now. And something that I've realized is that every single one of his movies is a comedy. All of them. Even There Will Be Blood. I think it's hysterical now. I think the master... I mean, obviously, comedy subjective. What I think is funny is not what you guys think is funny. Um, but in all sincerity, like, I'm not being hyperbolic I, I do think that <clears throat> as I austere or as somber that the master or there'll be blood or parts of magnolia can get i i think that they're he's such a humanist like his inspirations are demi and altman and robert downey senior so i think all of those guys are just as full of life as he is you know and um he can't see he can't see past the good, in people, or wait, he can see past the bad in people. There we go. And um, that's why mm. I laugh with him
2: so much. Yeah, that's I, I. That's a great point about, he's like not a, what I'd say, is not a, a punishing director in any way towards yeah. his characters. Like, sometimes his films are a little bit intimidating, because they're a little obtuse sometimes and also you just you're not quite sure what to dig under the surface at times but like i think you're right though that like he's very he's very empathetic towards everyone and like you might not like some of his characters you might not get a sense where they're coming from but he gives them all their moment and and that is very like uh, it's very demi as as you're saying or altman like he's not he's not someone who i i just feel like i'm gonna randomly torture this person or murder them or something just for the shock value or the gravitas or anything he's
0: not michael henneke yeah no we were saying before we recorded or or
2: (laughs) an inner yes
0: yeah or even Zoller. or one Yeah. Did you say Zoller? Yeah. Yes. No, totally.
2: Or
1: um, palm, De Palma.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, De Palma's probably. Okay. De Palma's When's our domino such
2: cast? When's our, dom- yeah.
0: When's our Domino cast? <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys do Domino?
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, oh. Domino. I, I I like Domino. And we had uh, okay. Adam, Adam Naiman on, who's like... Oh, I just pre-ordered so his PK book. book. Oh God, he's so freaking smart. I don't know why. I, I need know. I to come on.
0: Let's talk about feeling intimidated. Like you know,
2: he's one of those guys. Um,
0: yeah, I I um, continually find find him just so in- enjoying of of everything that he brings, and like you're saying, that he's not punishing to his characters. He's also just not a punishing person. Like yeah. he's not someone that you would think is the guy behind there will be blood or the master. That's something that is so worthy of your concentration. Like he's just a sure. goofball from the valley. I have I, seen yeah just a stupid amount of interviews with this man and he is just, he brings so much joy to me. Yeah, like he's, he's someone that brings so much love to his work. So, and it, and it shows, yeah.
2: I think even something like Magnolia, too. Like, like Magnolia gets this, you know, I guess you could say this about any director, but I, I mean, I had this with Kubrick a few years ago, where I, like, had this idea that he had his microscope and everything, and I like Kubrick, and I, like, revisit a few of his movies, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, this what guy is so microscope? much... Uh, sorry, like that he was, you know, uh, a man looking at his characters under a microscope and like torturing them, you know, like are putting a rat through a maze. Like uh, all these like very... No, he was doing that to his actors.
1: Yes, <laughs> exactly. And that came through to the finished product. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, no, I don't think he does that to his characters. He does it to his actors. Though. Sure.
0: I mentioned but, that 99 piece earlier, and I also revisited yeah. Eyes my Shut. And it was it was just like so, I, mean, I love Eyes Wide Shut, and it's one of my favorites of all time. And it and it shows that he is someone that is so. I mean, we I don't have to explain to you guys that he's methodical. Why am I saying this? But it's like he's just I don't know. He's good. He's good at making movies.
2: I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> and he's just like weirder than everybody talks yeah. about. Like yeah. I know a lot of people watch Kubrick, but a like few, they're few, weird sorry, movies. <laughs>
0: A few weeks ago, my friend and I were talking that we find it so, so weird that The Shining is as popular as it is. It's like, so, do you guys realize so how strange that is? Like, it's real. Like, people watch it every Halloween with their families. Sure. Like, I shit you guys not. Like, this is a tradition that I've heard. the Like, I, I would I would never watch those with my family. <laughs> the Shining. Yeah, it's... Uh, I love it, but it's like, I would never... I would always just watch it with friends or myself like, it's yeah. not something that i feel especially what it's about
2: no let alone the, uh, the style but like yeah I, i'm sorry going my actual point about magnolia was like mm-hmm. everybody's like it's so melodramatic it's so long and it's like yes it is like an exhausting movie that wants to ring you out by the end but like it's also just a really goofy movie. Like Tom Cruise is a pickup artist in it. Shut like, the fuck up, shut the fuck up. Like <laughs> Linda Partridge, like Julianne Moore is really going for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a, it's not hammy, but like,
0: it's, it's very aware. Yeah. yeah. Like it's on thin nice the entire time. And um, sure. even PTA will be the first to admit in, I think, multiple interviews that if, that if Magnolia was made now he would cut it down yes i think
2: um was <laughs> on retrospective too much help or something thing. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it was actually made right as his dad passed and i think oh. that he was just ironing out every single thought every detail that he had worked out in his system so i think that much of an immediate um meditation is is uh showing i think but it's it's like with that reasoning, it's it's almost like given a pass.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I think. Um... Any magnolia takes clay. It's a good movie. I need to rewatch it. <laughs> I just need to rewatch it. Same. I'm just thinking about Sorry, how it's so it. crazy that PTA didn't stick John C. Riley into this movie. <gasps>
2: yeah.
1: I find that so crazy because it's just like this is the movie for John C. Riley. <laughs> you can Bro- see him being deployed, and it works beautifully.
0: He would work wonders as the uh, Benicio character.
2: Yeah, oh. or, or Owen Wilson. Yeah. Oh, he Owen, could definitely
0: play Owen. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. He's, That's... he's low key my my favorite performance. <laughs> I don't know You're some. All, right? I love Owen Wilson in this. I, I think he's just, like, especially after reading the book, I think he's so perfect at, as Puck because he's someone that is so expect and i think this is a great transition to talk about the ensemble that he's so perfect as playing a rat that's like on both sides but sure. he's never given opportunities like this for auteurs to just kind of wrangle him as a ragdoll and see what kind of things owen wilson is capable of because it's like yeah sure he works wonders with wes anderson but you know can we name anything else at the top of our heads how do you know? I like, you know I don't
2: know. Yeah, there's, yeah he. I I think what's weird about him I'm realizing about it, it's like he is, I, I, again he's a very specific archetype and in, in like noir like he's not only a rat but he, but he isn't like jaded. <clears throat> he isn't like you know I, I, I want to like he wants to get out but there's not like in you don't ever see the urgency of him trying to get out like what the cost is like it's always just implied like (laughs) the fact that anyone around you could be murdered or this is how deep this actually goes but like when we first meet him it's just like a band hanging out at this place eating pizza and everything and like Doc just happens to be there and finds him. Like, it's. it's oh, I, I actually think that we think meet him weird. at the
0: rendezvous. Or oh, we that do. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, Jade, it's,
1: it's Jade introduces him. Yes, yes. Um, that's
0: right. That's right. We just gotta act like we're taking a
1: smoke
2: break out here. Oh, and then he comes. Okay, and then he yeah. goes no, there. no, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's
1: totally fine. He comes um, out of the shadow. Like, I love that. It was, like, that meeting place is so noiry with <laughs> you know, the yellow shadows <laughs> on the docks the golden fang
0: oh,
1: just... <laughs> a... with the overalls and the hat yes. was... oh, I love oh, the whole God. look Big shout out to Mark Bridges for the costume design yeah. <laughs> One of the two Oscar nominations this movie got was screenplay and in um, in costumes yeah and costumes Well
2: is it Pinchin did Pynchon get a credit then or is it just no, PTA Just PTA Okay
0: because something that I will always love about PTA is that every i mean like on the long laundry list of things is that every single one of his movies he's the sole credited of writer director Mm -hmm. like none of his movies have an additional director or an additional writer like he's the only and the only other person that's ever done or that i can think of that's doing that right now is ryan johnson so it's funny that nobody else writes or directs with those people Like, it's a very singular vision. I think that's. You mean, like, what about Tarantino? No, but I mean, Tarantino's done, like, the grindhouse thing and, and, like. um, Oh, you mean, doesn't collaborate? Are you. Yeah, just like one writer, one director for every single one of the projects.
2: There's definitely people, but I can't think of who they are. I I feel like.
0: Yeah, but anyway, that's just something I admire. And, um. Sure. Yeah, and with that rendezvous scene something that i picked up on i mean with the multiple revisit with the camera it does this a lot where it just like slowly pushes in with like a lot of a lot of conversations because like it's just people talking like just jargon this entire movie so mm-hmm. the camera has to do something interesting it can't just be stationary and um it feels mm-hmm. very altman mini. Like, obviously Altman is a big inspiration for PTA across his entire career, but that camera move is something that Altman would use a lot, like, in Nashville and Cave Mrs. Miller. So, I, I just, I pick up on that now,
2: now diving deeper into Altman. I think the sound design, too, is is very Altman as I think about yes. it. Like, the way that voices kind of intersect, or not intersect. Not intersect because it's often not clear what was being said. I actually watched this with subtitles this time, and that that helped quite a bit, actually. Because um, Joaquin is so such a mumbler. He's so yeah. low with his enunciations. Yeah, there's like a rumble, but it's it, yeah, but he doesn't enunciate whatsoever, and <laughs> it's it's such a it's such a, a weird. Uh, it's it's not weird. It's. It's a performance from him that feels – it's it's so fully embodied. And, like, Joaquin always throws himself into roles, but this requires such a, like, specific twitchiness and, like, absent-mindedness that he, yeah. like – finds and fully just says this is now my my world like it's like he's kind of like he's kind of like a ragdoll like like yeah. pt just goes like throw him around
0: and he falls down he gets hit he shoots people like he he does a lot he's in every sure. scene. like it's um what do you have any takes on joaquin like do you en- enjoy him is he too much for you
1: me
0: yeah just either one
1: of you um i so i I want to say I love him in this movie. I I wish he would do more of this. Because he just seems like he's having fun. And I love Joaquin as an actor. But I want him to have way more fun. And I don't know if he wants to. It seems like he kind of hates fun. um, Which is sure. Um, But yeah, I love him in this movie. I mean, I I think he's a fantastic actor. um, Even though I'm not the biggest fan of Joker. Okay, alright. But like, I think... I I want him to do more campy stuff and take himself less serious. Like I want him to do another gladiator in the sense of just be like the most hammy fucking villain (laughs) possible. Sure. Um, Be like, you should work with the evilest dude ever. Um, And also like try to do a comedy. Just try to have fun. We understand. You think life's miserable. All right. I won't eat any meat. I'm sorry. But like, he just, he's just so, I don't know. I, I love, I think, needs to have fun, he needs to relax, and I'm not the first person to say that. Um and yeah, no, I think he, I, I just love I just love him in this movie. I, I it's one of actually like I kinda realized like, oh this is actually one of his best performances. And I that's really hard for me to say, because I think he's just done incredible work. I
0: think it's worth mentioning that this is not the first choice for Doc. Like someone big with do you guys know who I mean this I think it's kind of
2: I didn't know this. I have no idea.
0: Oh, okay. I thought this was known. It's Robert Downey Jr. who was supposed
2: to take this. Okay. Oh, that works. Yeah, yeah. That works. Was it and, Marvel then that got in the way?
1: You know, it could be. <laughs> uh, he's also. Yeah. I don't. He's also kind of a tricky guy to direct right now. So that yeah. might have been.
0: Well, if there's anyone, I think it could have been Blank Check that was talking about this. But if there's anyone that needs to direct him right now, it is PTA. Yeah. Like, look at the rut that he's in right now. Yeah, um, but yeah, Joaquin is just masterful in this role. And
1: uh... I love how that one of the most like the most highest paid actors ever in the history of man is in a rut. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is swimming in so much money.
0: <laughs> Poor him. But he's sad. He's in <laughs> so... yeah, but but melancholy. Uh, <laughs> like, rich but on we. He's He just has so much Scrooge money Scrooge
2: McDuck <laughs>
1: that's yeah. so it's like a sad cannonball. Oh jeez, yeah. I don't. What do you think of Joaquin, Michael? I yeah, no,
2: I I like him. I I think that I do like him when he's a lot <laughs> I loser. Think. I I'm sorry. I think I like him. I no, I, I I do like him. There are definitely roles that I think he's better in. I think when he's in a more specific like method actor thing it, it's just less interesting to me like I, that's probably why i like the master and uh sorry the master and inherent vice roles more than some other recent ones like i thought he was pretty decent in the sister brothers but it wasn't anything particularly
1: different oh i like him in that because he has yes. fun i guess yeah, that's I, the thing that's why that's where i'm like yes have fun he yeah. does but he gets really
2: dour when that movie takes it turn it's <laughs> true um but although he gets that wonderful scene with the with the blanket which i won't say anymore if anybody
0: wonderful that pretty good yeah um, yeah
2: very overlooked yeah yeah um great yeah audier said a weird career but uh I, I like that one um and you were never really here um i don't i i really like ramsey but I uh, i wasn't wild uh, about that one because that again just felt like something that was like too manicured and then um i think yeah, and then joker was just like it felt like a mm. greatest hits of his tics and it just
1: kind of bugged the shit out of me <laughs> it's it's a buggy movie it's just yeah let's Ugh. get out of this um yeah so he's also great big. in signs work- yeah, I like like signs he's just like he play I want him to just swing away. <laughs> like relax, play a character. It doesn't have to be the most fucked up character ever made. Yeah. It can just be a character and you don't have to like take it as serious as like god. I don't know. <laughs> he yeah, he's working like with
0: Mike crazy. Mills this year. And oh, I think he's, Mike Mills, yeah, in this movie called Come on, come on. And if there's anyone that can touch into Joaquin's empathetic side
1: because
0: mm. I think that Mike in the vein of Demi and Altman Mike Mills is also a very empathetic filmmaker so
1: yeah
0: I think he could see a different side this fall
2: um, yeah yeah I think Gray was kind of there's a, this one performance
0: this decade from The Immigrant
2: yeah I don't James I don't Gray. like that performance yeah
0: well he is less manic so yes. I, I, I guess that's where I thought of it or he's not going into like Freddie Quill mode, you
2: know? No. Yeah. But there's a certain like sour, yeah, somber quality to, yeah. to that role. I, I just don't really like that movie. And that's a okay. very minority opinion. But...
0: What do you think of Jeremy Renner though? Uh
2: he's okay in that. Okay. Um yeah, I don't know. I think I that's just... his best performance. I, uh, I, like, I like Kurt Locker. I haven't gone back to it in a very, very long time. But I remember liking that a decent amount. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of Renner's. Renner kind of had like a run of some <laughs> real failed movies. Like a boring Duh. movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what else
1: Renner's doing. Marvel, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be in that Hawkeye television series that everyone's super excited for. <sighs> I, um, yeah. <laughs> did anyone see Mary Magdalene? No, I don't think that exists. That's it doesn't. Thing. It does he not plays,
0: exist.
1: He plays That's some the
0: issue with Mary Magdalene. He
1: plays some random character. I've never heard. I've never heard of the character's name before. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, is is
2: that? Do you guys is know is who like that the is? The Big Gobowski
1: character. I, I is think. it Jesus Christ? Yeah, it might be. You know what? It might be. It, it, oh and... wait, wait, yeah, wait, wait! Was... I know
0: what the movie is. That's the Jesus spinoff, oh, from Mouski. Okay, no, I no, I, I get it now. Totoro <laughs> directed it. No, no, no. Okay, we're fine now.
1: And like, Joaquin plays a younger Jesus. Yeah, like yeah, he's the like that's so 8
0: year olds, dude.
2: Oh, I think uh, Jesus. I one of my colleagues, Dan Mecca, I think is actually a big fan of that one. Uh, I just
0: listened to Mary Magdalene. Netflix B-side.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're they're doing great job over there. Yeah.
0: Oh my god, it's so much fun. Like I never know any of the movies that they talk about, but it's like I think they know their shit. Like it's pretty fun, (laughs) you
2: know. Dan, no, Dan, like sincerely loves all of those movies. There's, like, no secret, like, Dan's laughing at, like, ironically or anything. There's nothing ironic about Dan's love for those movies. (laughs) Wait, what movies? Just, he... No, Clay, there's this show that used to be on the film stage's feed
0: called The B-Side, and it will take an actor's uh, career and talk about the movies that don't exist, essentially. (laughs) Like,
2: it's really fun. It's called The B-Side. It has its own feed. Dan's thing is he just doesn't he, he yeah. call it Dan Mecha's Core? Yeah, Dan, Dan Mecca Core. core. It's mid budget <laughs> films that don't have an IP that are kind of like forgotten. Like, so Bloodshot. like this year, Bloodshot's, coming
1: out. That's Bloodshot's gonna be, but that's probably definitely gonna be one, that, but that's that's based off a comic book.
2: But does anyone give a shit about Yeah, that nobody comic. gives a shit about Bloodshot. It's gonna make no money. It's, it's it has bad
1: times
2: okay uh, f- fair enough but like the way back would be one this year and the rhythm section would be rhythm another section
0: yeah the rhythm you section, can even yeah, say yes, underwater absolutely. or what's the underwater
2: the Christmas underwater yes, def- yes. will definitely be on it at some point yeah <laughs> like he he just absolutely loves those movies with no sense of irony and yeah Dan's great Love, yeah. <laughs> I think that that um,
0: admiration and fascination comes through so I think that like usually i don't listen to episodes of podcasts if i don't know the thing that they're talking about but i'm just like throwing that rule out the window with b-side <laughs> like just because I, I feel like i'm being taught something i don't know <laughs> it's yeah it's really enchanting yeah so that's
2: yeah, that, killing. they're it. just good vibes dan and connor oh, good no, guys no. um yeah so i if your listeners have never given it a shot i absolutely recommend it mm-hmm. um shit i don't remember what we were talking about i think it was joaquin but yes, yes. i'm trying to think of Thank i you. want to bring up joaquin's filmography because i know there's some weirder stuff i can think of oh like he's in uh to die what is that goose fun uh, the gus van sant film to like die Nicole kidman yeah to die for he's, he's really good and that is like, really good yeah he's uh, in hotel
1: rwanda which i just did not know wow
2: yeah, no, he's... Uh, when then he, there's, like, Walk the Line. I have no idea how that's held up. Or, um... Oh, man. The Village. Yeah. He's he's good in The Village. I don't really like The Village that much, but he's good in it. Um, Oh, Her, we didn't talk about at all. Oh, We on the Night. That, that movie's actually I like really fun.
0: We on the Night. Yeah, the I, movie's I think
2: that's,
0: fun. I also think that he's really really good in uh two lovers i have not seen that one. Oh, Two yeah. lovers is re- it, it's it's really good yeah it's really great anything james gray i think that james gray can tap into something um un- unseen with uh with joaquin
2: no i i think that's i think that's totally fair yeah
0: like even if you're not the warmest on the immigrant i think it's I think it's like yeah, like I said before, it's it's undeniable. This to, to not mm-hmm. be this isn't a mode we usually see him in.
2: I'm sorry, I got distracted because I get was reminded of the existence of Ladder Forty Nine with Joaquin Phoenix and John Travolta, which is not a bad.
1: At least I don't remember it being. I've never heard of that movie. I've legitimately never heard of that movie. They're firefighters. It's it's a real movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Firefighters, you say?
2: Right. I think they're father and son. Is that possible? Oh,
1: weird. Nope, I they have like totally that. different last names. Never mind. Okay, good, good. <laughs> I don't want John Travolta related to Joaquin Phoenix in any reality. <laughs> <sighs> um, have you yeah. guys seen uh, I'm Still Here? Like, I've, I've always skipped yes. that
0: one. Yeah, like, I don't know. I have no reason to skip it. Is it, like, kind of
2: crap, or is it really, really fascinating? No, it's... <laughs> It's it's okay. Like it's it's another thing where you're like, Joaquin, you are really committing, aren't you? And he's like, it's it's what you think it is. Um, it's sometimes interesting in the sense of like, it, it's more intrusive than like uh, director wise than you expect, um, and it really sucks that it's also associated with that. Grow shit with Casey Affleck and yeah, uh, it's, it's paid off and stuff, but um, Yuck. yeah, it's uh, it's it's okay. I, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't see you had to run out to see it or anything. Yeah. I, I would get, not uh, run out to see Don't Worry He Won't Get
0: Very Far in Foot. That's either. another Gus, right? Yeah, right. that's another Gus. Yeah. Um, that Gus-y. movie is uh, I, I, I was speechless, like, it's just. <laughs> aggressively boring you know (laughs) it's one of those things where it's like it kind of exists it's it's like trying to be emotionally poignant but it's it's so so uninteresting (laughs) like i i I don't know it stinks i really wanted to like it
1: um another actor we need to talk about sure Mm -hmm. yes i think might be my favorite performance. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Uh, Josh Brolin. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> he's so good. So good. I love, that's... I love Brolin's just like, he'll just like basically get on set. He'll ask the director. What do you want me to do? He's like, <laughs> I want you to do this. He's like, okay, that's it. Like, he, like there's no, yeah, like, he's very fight much, like him. there's like, I, don't know, I have, you know, I have this vision for this character. He's like, I will do whatever you want. You want me to be as goofy as fuck. I will do it. If you want me to be like this completely straight faced, I'll do it. Um, And he just, he dials into almost every movie he's in. Mm -hmm. Um, Even the bad ones. I think I just, I really dig as an actor. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm kidding.
2: All right. Um, (laughs) Like planet terror. I, I forgot he's in planet terror as the, I think he's the guy who his genitals melted.
1: I
0: think
1: that's him <laughs> oh my goodness and he won an oscar for that right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah they, he won-
0: they actually came into the movie and handed him a trash bag full of oscars <laughs> um yeah and like pta describes him casting as bigfoot he's almost like from an he's timeless like he's from oh, another yeah. era like you can pluck him out of this movie mm-hmm. and plop him into like um double indemnity you know like and it would fit just fine
1: Um, He kind of reminds me of the better, or not the better version, but like the good guy version of um, Michael Shannon's character in The Shape of Water. Mm. (laughs) Like the Americana, like. I thought you were going to just say Michael Shannon. (laughs) Military haircut, like fuck hippies, that kind of shit. But I mean, that. But but Michael Shannon in The Shape of Water is an evil piece of shit. This guy is just like kind of, you know, he has a stick up his ass, but he's lovable. He's authoritarian, yeah.
2: And you can yeah. tell he's definitely dealing with trauma that he's, he's going through something. Yeah, like uh, the, the loss of his partner. Yeah, and those
0: and those bananas. Those bananas
2: also, Panico. It's like, has, like he, the best dick joke of anything I can think of from like this decade. It's so
1: good. Ham <laughs> just like just like like just all like in the car just like just going ham Sorry. and like and Joaquin Phoenix was like looking at him like yeah oh. Wait, I love we, in their
0: little conversation in the
1: beginning like it's you think they were F-I-N-G-ing fucking inging he has, the straightest, <laughs> he has the, the straightest face while doing that oh, yeah. so good in what do movie. you
0: think do you think they were fucking
1: inging oh <laughs>
0: excellent also in that scene little Sicario reunion between him and Del Toro
1: yeah pretty dope Del Toro is also great in this movie
0: yeah fucking everyone's brainery game yeah They just set up a ball and just hit it out of the park. I mean, what more can you ask for?
2: I love the idea, too, that, like, some of these people came in, probably did, like, three hours of shooting, and then just, like, oh, Martin Short's in the movie.
1: Benicio Del Toro's in the
2: movie.
0: Michael Kenneth Williams, the great Omar
1: himself. I love in the Martin Short scene in, in the car, you can just tell it's a soundstage. Like, yes. there's no way you shut this on the location. Like, the car's not moving, and we can all tell. And it works because they're high as fuck. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, but, like, now, there is one thing. I don't want to be a downer. There is one thing I think we need to talk about. Sure. Um, and it's the reason why I'm not excited for PTA's new movie. Which is crazy to say because I love PTA. Uh, he has a diversity problem.
2: He is apparently a huge fan of, um, oh, my God, from girl trip uh tiffany Haddish, regina hall yeah. or tiffany, tiffany hadish is is someone uh, he is apparently thinking about hiring and the idea of like tiffany Haddish as like a high school counselor makes me so happy <laughs> if that's if that's She's in schrader's new movie isn't she yes
1: Paul schrader's if that's uh, the take the then card i'm excited counter, that movie. right yeah if if that's if he does cast her in that i'm excited I'm that. that's when i'm like okay cool It's just because I think in this movie, like this is maybe maybe his most diverse film, Um, yeah. And in a kind of a bad way. Not how to say this. The only okay, the only black guy in this film is a member of the Black Panther Party. Sure. And the only like, and one of the only Asian American. Uh, actors in this film is, you know, like part of like a massage parlor, oh, and oh, is yeah, so good. yeah, yeah, she's yeah, she's really so good. At I I she, we'll get to character. her. We'll get to her. Yeah, yeah. But let's. And I don't think PTA when he does like have characters like diverse characters in his movies. I don't think he is like disrespectful or ignorant or anything. I think he sure. treats all his characters the same. I just think he needs to hire more actors. <laughs> like I don't understand why like uh joaquin's friend who drives him around i don't understand why he has to be a white guy you know what i mean just like those simple things of just like you know like you could just you could just easily just put people like I, that's my one problem with him and when i saw that his next movie is like in san Fernando, california i'm like oh no paul in the 1970s like come on man let's just sure. let's let's try to shake things up a bit i mean again he I don't like I mean, he's like, you know, Maya Rudolph is great. Like that's see, I want more of Benicio del Toro and Maya Rudolph's meaning like he, Benicio del Toro. He's just a lawyer. Sure. That's a, that's it. Like that's just a seamless plug and play. He's an amazing actor. He just so happens to be, you know, he just so happens to be Puerto Rican. Sure. And I can't and, believe and,
0: it. But it, I think speaking of del Toro, he looks kind of tired. I I'm actually really surprised how they got him to look tired. What do you mean? He just always looks tired. That's the joke. Uh. He always looks like he's really <laughs> exhausted. <laughs> We're
1: um, all exhausted. But no, I
0: understand. I understand. I I think that's valid. And
1: it's not a deal thing. Sure. And I don't think it's a huge criticism against him, because, again he treats all of his characters the same. It is just something that I feel like keeps me from being truly excited to for his next movie if if it's going to play into the same things. It's
0: also very likely that timothy chalamet is gonna star because i think they're friends mm. i'm not saying it's like a rumor or it's hell it's even confirmed but i just wouldn't see, be surprised because i think they're genuinely like each other
2: i think the thing too that i would give pta a, maybe not brownie points but a little bit of leeway about it is that like i don't know he he hasn't really said anything tone deaf when no no been called out. no no Mm-hmm. Like, and I think, like, the Cohen brothers, for instance, who I really like, I think they've said a lot of dumb shit <laughs> when okay. asked about, when asked about this. So, like, yeah. it's, it, it's a thing where, like, I, I, I totally get why people call out these, uh, tours and, you know, there's so few these days that, you know, when they are, you know, uh, Boosting diverse roles and things like that. Like it's 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 great. For instance, the John David Washington. Uh, that's you know, what I was I was, was like the
1: Same exact thing.
2: Ten, is it Tenet? Is that what it's called? Tenet. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, it's 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 cool to see them. You know, keeping up. Like that's that's one thing I'll say about the the Cohens is it seems like they very much keep to their repertory cast for the most part. They really and do. like you know Wes Anderson too. Like, that, that – he seems like he's trying to branch out a little bit, but it was also on Isle of Dogs, and, like, mm, you know, there mm-hmm. were so many other things there, and, yeah, I, I I will say that, like, I understand that there are people who get mad at this conversation, but also, like, f- fuck off. <laughs> like, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's totally reasonable to call him out for things like that, you know, I – yeah, PTA doesn't seem like one of the big offenders to me though. No, I no, think, I don't,
1: think so. I don't I agree. I yeah. think again, he's just such a res- uh, empathetic and respectful filmmaker. I just think he went. Wa- I my I guess my criticism is just be more conscious of casting. Just be like, oh, maybe I just should try to diversify this cast a little bit just so it can feel like the real world. Um, cuz like there were people of color in the 1970s <laughs> this sure. is true um and yeah but like again he picks great actors and he doesn't play into like those stereotypes like um Damon Wayans and Lady Killers for the Coen brothers sure. like you like he he stays completely respectful um and it, it's not again it's not a big thing I just think hey PTA you know I would love if you did that man you're even better and you know that's that's great
2: yeah no I, th- I think that's totally fair um
1: yeah, yeah I, michael k williams great
2: yeah it's 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 really nice even just his one scene too oh. i think i i love that line he has um I, I can't remember the exact quote but it's something along the lines of how he got out of jail and like where the turf was for his previous gang just like disappeared as if it it's, was just never there. not there yeah yeah, yeah. it's fucking oh. not that yeah and that was, like, that to me is almost, like, one of the theses of the film. Like, this whole idea that when history moves forward, like, it doesn't just leave something behind, but it it eliminates it entirely. Like, and, and that's what I think is, is, is so weird, is the way that, like, all of these things are propped up on, you know, like various histories that bta is obviously interested in and like telling the story about la but like this is a very different la story like it's I, i i can't take credit for this i think it was also travis woods who kind of pointed out to me uh in his piece like it was this is a movie mostly set during the day like we spoke about like you know, that scene where Owen Wilson comes out of the fog and everything. But so much of this film is, like, just during, like, this murky daylight. Yes. Like, it's it's not like a, a classic noir, you know, where it's in the middle of the night and everything. It's, it's very much like, oh, everybody's stoned, but, you know, it's it, – it, it is – things are just behind one door. Like it, it just might as well be out in the open. Like you think, for instance, about the fact that like the massage parlor, which is like just fully open about like sex acts that they're selling, is a front yeah. for another illegal thing. Oh sure, it, it, it's He's pussy. like yeah, it's like everything. I, I it, like it's it's like they don't even hide it anymore. Yeah. It's not a conspiracy yeah. because it's it's just like a fact of life. And for you to pretend it is, it's like. Where have you been?
0: <laughs> it's almost like since everything takes place during the day, um, results in how PTA communicates the uh, the absurdity is taken into normalcy. Like it's everything is so treated as as fact and grounded, sure. And in, and because it's taking place in broad sunlight,
1: um, it makes it all the more believable for some reason. But it's also heightened at the same time. Like Martin Short's character is like fucking not like, you know it's a lot that's the reason it works in the tone of the film which is very tricky like that that, that scene where he's just going off and like the coke oh, up Dr. Um, Rudy <laughs> I just like <laughs> he, he just he, he still somehow manages to be in the tone of the film and PTA also knows how to frame the film around him yeah. uh, to keep to have that consistent tone sure um yeah i mean like there's just so many greats like hong Chau um is so great um and it's enough it's a thankless role it's an absolutely thankless role um and yeah. she is just and she just she's great um and i think del toro is great jenna malone is great like these are just like you know pop in pop out uh um scenes and they everyone just kind of fucking nails it I love yes. Jenna Malone. I'm
2: still waiting for her to get her. I, I thought Neon Demon was, was going to be the beginning to her. Yeah. I don't really yeah. like Neon Demon. That I don't much. like
0: it either, but I think she's really good in it.
2: And I love this. Uh, I, I love this movie called Saved from um, the early 2000s that also stars uh, Mandy Moore and uh, Rory Culkin. I think. I think it's Rory. But uh, yeah, I, I remember seeing her in that. And, and so I went to a Catholic high school and that was like, mm. it was really big. I, I would not recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was like really big seeing this movie that was about the hypocrisy of like Catholicism and how mm. they treated like gay people and everything like that. So um, yeah, Saved is a is a fun movie that... I think holds up, but I remember seeing Jenna Malone and that being like, why isn't this person a giant star? (laughs) I also
0: think not only he he has consistently gathered just incredible ensembles that he's kind of, like, known for his casting at this point, but he's also very particular with the character actors that he'll assemble just for, like, nothing roles. Just, like... I don't, like the like just pick anyone, like the FBI agents with that one meeting with Doc or yeah. the guy, or the guy from who plays Timothy the Nazi. Simmons, again, yeah. From
1: V-P- yeah, yeah. Or Aunt Reet in the beginning. Yes, like, you know, yes. Jeannie uh Jeannie Berlin uh, plays yeah. her. And she's great. She's such a great character. Any actress.
0: any movie of his, even not even this one, like the the actor that he chooses for any insignificant role is like they have a face that mm-hmm. just looks right on camera like some some people just are
2: are born to be photographed especially in that role that they serve for a second
1: the master that,
2: like was so smart about that like you had like Rami Malek in a few role or in a few scenes Jesse Plemons like Julian Bell yes, yes that's right yeah Julian yeah, Bell was in this unseen as the as the waitress I believe yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. what can I get for you little buddy and get good and <laughs> fucked up for this one. I've only seen this a few times. Don't worry. Don't worry. guess.
2: I mean, what he ordered did sound frightening. <laughs> right, so... Yes. I always
0: think that. Like, oh, what is this? Like, this is. It's got to be one of those restaurants where, like, you know, they have like some silly and quirky names for their sure. like otherwise mundane kind of uh, meals. It's like, and that's like the uh, the goofiest version of that. <laughs> Of the fuck me up burger and shake, what? Is yeah. that? All <laughs> the go fuck yourself tacos and you know what? <laughs> yeah, but
2: good it's, stuff. It's really stuff. spicy. So yeah, yeah. right.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah. Those those things, the way he fills those fringes. I, I the one thing I wanted to go back to that that Martin Short scene too is like a perfect um example to me of how he can so easily shift tone like like even just in terms of space so like you know he's in that office it's very goofy there's a mountain of cocaine on the desk but then as soon as they go through the door you get this like interesting thing of here's all these dentists and you realize oh the teeth is because of heroin like it, it just you know, leavening white, well, the opposite of leavening. Um, just adding that like darkness to something yeah. that we'd yeah. associated uh, earlier. is just kind of a gag or something. Like, I, I think the way this film just kind of repeatedly reminds you of its menace w- without actually doing anything like you, you don't have any like, it, it, yeah, he kills uh, Adrian or whatever. And, you know, he he hits the enforcer with the toilet seat. But not the seat, the whatever, the top thing. Um, But, like, this isn't isn't a movie where someone is like, I'm going to break you in half or something. Like, there's no, like, threats or anything. But, like... You would think that Nazi enforcer
0: would be playing a bigger part. Yes. In a different movie. It's almost like that scene when he enters the uh the dentist area yeah is when to bring a lebowski again when he's at jackie treehorn's house mm. and he finds that notepad and he like shades it in and it's just like a guy with, a, with his dick out he's like, <laughs> what? what is this like and, it's, and he's so confused like the audience is sure and it's it's just like this isn't anything but it could be something
2: <laughs> sure but also like thinking about the funnel the way that yellow fang like Giving people the drugs and then. Golden Fang. Sorry. Golden Fang. Giving people drugs and then getting them better. Like, that's such a fucked up system that, you know, like, you know, yeah, just like further goes into another, a a number of conspiracies that people have about the government, whether they're true or not. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, like, this movie, I really think, is just incredible and i did not at all know what to do with it that first time
1: <laughs> yeah oh, yeah yeah so can i ask so this is our first episode after our best picture mini which is a welcome change because i <laughs> like i like the idea of not knowing what's next Yes, um, yes michael why did you pick inherent vice if you only saw it once um it was something i knew i wanted to talk about
2: again it's something i've okay. never written about something i've uh had kind of this fixed idea about i'm trying to remember the other things i even recommended to jack um yeah
0: i think i'll to pull back the curtain i gave you some years that were yeah. really less discussed than others and it was like 2014 2018 2012 something like that and i think you I... gave like unsane
2: nonstop
0: oh, yeah. francis ha i think yes meek's right. caught off yeah and it's like i i wanted to choose meek's cut off because of first cow but i like there's a PTA movie in the bunch like i'm not gonna <laughs> not choose that like are you kidding like, you lay out in inherent vice right there I'm like
1: it's the most jack move
0: Duck. yes it's like that is like bait on the end of the hook oh man
1: uh, you did a draper what can i say
0: well, it, yeah that's clearly what that's called
1: well, yeah. I and mean, those
2: those other movies I picked, I, I is close to Meeks' cutoff. <laughs> yeah, Meeks' cutoff just, is no, it's absolutely the runners up. It's it's that would have been a weird one to talk about because I think that's still a weird one. I like Rikert's one of my favorite filmmakers, but I also she's a she's a very hard person to write. She about. doesn't
0: make for discussion
2: certainly. No, no, like in Aaron. I mean, I'm dying to see First Cow, and I can't believe that this timing—like,
1: I'm. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. It's it's truly like, like, really, First Cow? (laughs) That's the only thing we got, and we can't even see it. (laughs) The fuck. (sighs) Um, Yeah, I saw. I just saw Old Joy recently, and you're talking about like movies not like you can't really talk about. That's definitely the movie. It's just like you're just kind of like, yeah, man, it's pretty chill. If there's anything that offers the most discussion, I think it's
0: certain women yeah i think that one's like we can unpack that the most but even then it's it's like i'm i mean like i'm with you mike like me, like kelly is one of my i, I love her movies they're such my kind of storytelling sure it, through and through but they don't make the kind of it's just a different kind of discussion yeah so it,
2: it's unfortunate i think the one that I still haven't given a fair shot because I didn't like it the first time was night moves. And I feel like I should give that another, another shot. Cause I don't think I like the turn to thriller at the end. And I wasn't, I don't know. I, I just wasn't on that movie's wavelength, but like, I don't know. I, I thought at one point about giving you that one, but I didn't know. I didn't want to come off <laughs> negative when I on the same something. for the same reasons. Like, I just want to give this another shot. Yeah. yeah and okay. That's, no, that um, makes sense. Yeah, I, and and I'm really happy to especially give this one another shot because you know I I remembered liking it, but now rewatching it, I think it's I think it's probably in my top three PTA.
1: Um, Damn. The other yeah, two? It, it's it's really good. I.
2: Hmm. Oh, you were asking again things that I recommended at the video store. I was obsessed with There Will Be Blood. Yes. and no country for old man which nice. was the same year like christ what a good year Michael um and zodiac James. yeah zodiac. like James. it's stupid how good it is yeah Uncle me. yeah there's so many movies that year um yeah i guess i guess the thing i wasn't so i reviewed phantom threat and only gave it an a minus and mm. i'd probably be an a for me now. So that might be number one for me, weirdly.
0: What were the other two in your top three PTA?
2: Um I think it's probably Phantom threat, Thread, There Will Be Blood. Inherent Vice, and I don't know, I was thinking about this. I think Hard Eight is at the end. I'll say that. I haven't seen Magnolia in so long, so that's probably at the end. Sorry, there's a weird way to do this, but this is yeah. this is oh, how yeah. I do this. I don't start with what's best. I start with <laughs> what's worse. We gotta no, build I'm, up to it. Yeah. Yes. We gotta crescendo. It doesn't sense. make any sense. Um all right, so then I'll just go through. Alright, here's gut. I, I'm gonna make these decisions. Alright, last one's heart eight. Uh before that is magnolia. Before that is Punch Drunk Love that seems really low Um, before that is There Will Be Blood before that is Boogie Nights before that is The Master before that is Inherent Vice before that is Phantom Threat that seems weird why do I like all of his later movies I didn't used to like his later movies at all I didn't used to like Lynch at all I, I had a lot of bad opinions Oh, this just
1: dude, <laughs> I I yeah, we're, I, I we're had so many bad opinions. I have I had so many bad opinions. Um, like was... if you ask me what my, uh, okay, I I there's one there's like a few a, things where I will never talk about how bad my opinion was. Like, like
0: it's, wait it's a, a few movies who cares.
1: Well, like I like I I like first like so like Justice League when it first came out like it was fun and now I'm like that's a piece go. of garbage. <laughs> it's so weird how, much, how many things can change um yeah but like so my pta rankings are it's one of the few times where i don't want to
0: do this i i, I just oh, <laughs> no. are you gonna These make me rank i'm not gonna even really go for <laughs> my rankings i, I'm I don't, just, I just say, wanted to no know michael's i just oh.
1: i'm just gonna say that
0: <laughs> hey, i'm not gonna
1: go them individually all of them are kind of on the same level for me like i could switch up this list like mask like um drastically and it would be kind of the okay like like my last one is punk drunk love but that could also like that could also be like my first one like it's all on the same level to me and that's very few usually with filmmakers or film, filmographies for me there's mm-hmm. usually a at least a clear worst one sure. and there's usually a clear top two or top three yeah. not with him um and like He's never made one of my favorite movies of all time, but sure. I think all of his films are really great. Yeah, I think that's totally fair.
2: I mean, is there one that you feel like you have a bigger emotional connection with or anything
1: like that's that? That's a good question. I just have to rewatch them again because I was just such a weird point. I mean, I think There Will Be Blood is definitely my first just because I think it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to disagree. I don't know. Uh, I feel like if I rewatch Magnolia... I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, that's my favorite because it has a lot of daddy mm. issues. And that's what I gravitate towards. <laughs> I so, you should see that... the way back then. <laughs> oh, I, I. Funny enough, I, I like that's why I like the way way back. Ah, okay. Yeah, see, it's it, there's so I do need to do the way back and then the I'll way way back is back. gonna be
0: an episode of just you and a microphone in a room. We talked about oh, this. It's
1: a ther- it's a therapy yeah. session. Yeah, that's yeah. No guess. I'm not it's- there.
0: Like it's, it's just not even you and a
1: mic. It's not even that good of a movie. Like right, like, objectively, it's just like more...
0: objectively, isn't it fine? Like you've said, it's
1: it's, it's pretty fine. It's like it's like aggressively mediocre. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, yeah. Like yeah.
0: Right. What I find interesting about There Will Be Blood is that sometimes it can be someone's favorite, but mm-hmm. objectively, everyone rallies behind it and be like, oh yeah, that's like the greatest achievement in American cinema, in the 21st century. Like I, yeah. I think I've heard that a lot, where it's like, okay, this is like the Sistine Chapel, you know?
1: It's it's definitely not a lot of number ones of the 2000s. Yeah.
0: And, and, and according, that's... of course, including my own. Yeah, Yeah. Cool. no
2: check, go. You have to now.
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we,
1: we shared our shame. <laughs> just just tell us your favorite. Um, How about go, that?
0: Look, I want to look it up. All right. Please. You asked for it. I'm, just... I'm not going to like this. You but have you to asked? look
2: up your opinions? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah my litter box list no i i, I understand
1: completely <laughs> it's um, in fine print i right? i, I want to guess i'm gonna guess that his favorite is Phantom <sighs> thread oh,
0: i mean it can be tomorrow
1: i'm gonna guess okay let's see if i right. ah i think that oh, is that your no, last no, no, one no no that's
0: my last one
1: okay really okay i have
0: part eight Punch drunk glove.
1: Okay. I I mean any one of these. <laughs> just just go through it. Just, just rip, rip the aid off. The off. bandaid, yeah. <laughs> Boogie nights. Boogie nights, yeah. Inherent vice. Yeah. Handsome thread. Oh, so close.
0: Magnolia. So close. There will be blood. The master is
1: number oh, one. She was. <clears throat> So that was my second guess. The master or Phantom Thread?
2: I think the I think the thing about there will be blood. I mean, it's definitely aged well, wow, but it's not as slippery as it once seemed. Like I I think that. It's, it's a movie that feels very classical. Like, it feels almost like a, mm-hmm. a classical masterpiece in, in, in the sense of, like, a 60s, 70s movie.
1: Very much so. It's like an epic in the sense yeah. of, but, like, a character it's a character study epic. It's kind of like, yes. it's Lawrence of Arabia without war. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's a good point. And, and I think it, in a sense that it has that structure, it has that shape, mm-hmm. and I, I don't mean that in any way as a complaint, but, like, I think now, as he's headed into this weird uncertainty and looser spontaneity like i i think i find his movies more thrillingly unpredictable like mm. but also still like so carefully orchestrated and, and i feel like phantom thread is like one of its most like organic uh one of its most organic films in the way that it actually reveals what it's about like it, it, it's so much like like you could say it's about a tortured genius but that's not
1: no, really not. what it
2: is at, at all it's it's a much more about like you know codependency and the, the ways that we define ourselves by other people and relationships and things like that and that's right. pretty, like it's a it's a fucked up relationship i'm not like Oh, Mushroom that's the Romans. relationship
1: I have with my mom. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm jealous. I'm jealous of it. I wish I had that kind of relationship.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, a relationship would be nice. Just go to
2: Munchausen's. It will bring you all closer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, man. PTA. There's cool. some
0: moments in "There Will Be Blood" that are stitched into my brain. Like I don't think dementia They'd can take away price. that. I, I don't know. I'm I mean, shocked. Um, I'm I know, like, I'm so right shocked right now. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. I that there will be blood is the movie that I saw the first actually of his, and it's um, it means a lot. It it's I can't recall. I guess I guess I can tell the story since we're never gonna cover it. But I saw the milkshake scene first mm. and then i was just like oh what is this this it's kind yeah. of theatrical and demented and uh and, and sort of like bombastic so i was i was like really young i was like 12 or 13 when i saw it yeah sure and it just real and when you're younger like things just stick that's like how trauma lands with you i don't know but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, there will be blood is very formative and um yeah, I, I I'm never gonna forget it. So,
2: is PTA one of those people that if he's releasing a movie in a given year, it's just gonna be? An, is this a Brian with Malik situation? Yes, of
0: course it is. Yeah, <laughs> Brian with, I want to have Brian on for True of Life so badly, like you have no idea. Be here pretty, all night. Like I don't think I'm as forgiving of Malik. I think that he is. Although you guys did a really good episode on the New World. Oh was yeah, really good.
2: I, I I'm really glad that we revisited that one because I didn't have super positive opinions about it before. Him we really watched it.
0: Revealing a Colin Farrell Mar- Malik <laughs> like <laughs> opening up Brian Rowan's brain <laughs> and constructing the perfect concoction. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Malik and Brian is a great comparison, I think, because when you find your guys, it just makes um, or gals. yes thank you it just makes opening the door to other things a lot more easier like um pta mentioning his inspiration being altman Mm. led me to discovering his filmography and his 70s run and you know like shortcuts and gosford park so it's i I don't know like we talked about with barry jenkins and how he mentions
2: one car
0: y or yeah i just he, i just learned so much from their interviews so it's yeah it's pretty special
1: yeah i'm trying to figure out what would be my guy my person who um i use now okay and i'm trying to figure that out now and i think it's denis and that's such a film bro mm. opinion but
0: well it's not like pt or malik aren't film bro opinions.
1: um it's true oh. But We're like, that's the, but that's the new like Nolan and Denis are like the new film, like the new like directors. You just like, you know, like everything they do. It's like, uh, on, like yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, we uh, mentioned this when we had Josh Bradley on like Greta is becoming that for me.
1: Greta oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like, I'm just pumped for anything she has coming.
1: Well, I mean, Barry Jen- like if we're going like two film filmographies, like yeah, like Barry Jenkins, I yeah, doubt Barry, he'll make a movie yeah. that I don't put in my top ten.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I guess
1: like was- there's a
0: difference, I think, with people that we are we have such long, eight, nine, seven, film connections with than the people on the rise. So I guess different
2: beasts, but still, yeah. Yeah, I I think that might be Ja lately for me, who I only really came into a couple years ago. But, um, you know, like uh, to get a sense of like l- the longevity, like I saw Ash's purest white now, not last October, but the October before, and it stayed in my top two for the entire year, and like i I feel that way about a lot of his a, a lot of his stuff, and um I don't know i I, I guess pet sold is uh, he's someone I really Petsold, like,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. Um yeah I don't, I don't know there's there's just people who I expect I'm just going to really like their films I, I Denise weird cuz I usually I've loved almost all of her recent films except for uh White Material Claire Denis. Yeah Oh you didn't uh,
1: like White Material
2: I, I didn't like white material oh. and I didn't particularly like high life that much. So oh,
1: those are the two Denis films. i only that I, I've only seen. And I saw white material like a few days ago. And oh, fascinating. I fucking love that movie. I saw uh
0: trouble every day last summer, man. That's,
2: <laughs> that's a, that's a movie that
1: that's, leaves wild, an that's wild
0: as hell. <laughs> <laughs> wild as hell. <laughs> uh, that's man. like
2: bastards too. Yeah. Bastards Bastard. Oh my gosh. Watch. Uh,
0: <laughs> why are we doing a bastards episode? That's what I want to know. <laughs> right. I demand that
1: i mean i can decide that but um whoa 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 whoa, wait wait wait! we're not moving on what you just said you could decide that i'm not a part of that discussion we don't cooperate (laughs) under these decisions is not is this not a partnership (laughs) i want a divorce okay that's fine i I agree um Hmm. i
0: thought you meant
1: Denis villeneuve yeah that's why that's why oh i thought you said clear Okay. okay
2: yeah it, denny v isn't my guy
1: <laughs> oh yeah that's the thing denny v is my guy and which again it's just a film bro opinion but, sure, uh, sure. Know, it's,
2: yeah. no it's not a film bro I didn't to be no, oh, no, 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 no 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 no
1: i i, I classify that um myself um, listen
2: nobody is in trouble here except for clay and i i think we can make that i do want to see polytechnique though that's that's one i haven't seen, polytechnique,
1: I, haven't seen right? I haven't seen that either.
2: from him um i'm trying to think of what he did re- oh, okay sicario rival blade runner just
1: insane run just enemy
2: yeah. oh an enemy yeah i didn't like any of those that much <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> sorry as i said
1: i have bad opinions. no it's fine so. hey no hey we all have i mean i have i have horrible opinions. yeah we have we i mean we're all everyone's opinion is bad and that's the unifying thing of all art is no one has a good opinion
2: exactly And and No, honestly, like, I've realized as I get older, like, I'm less interested in people having the same opinion. Like, if you can... I I just want you to be able to, like, say something about your connection to something. If you really like something or really hate hate something. Like, I... Jack, I may have seen this. I get really mad when people say things are just boring. They just let it's the let, let it be the end of it. Like, like f- fuck off. <laughs> That's your contribution. Like, just I'll reject don't what I said anything. about. Don't worry, he won't get very far in foot then. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't. I'm not coming at you for that one. I just, I just meant sometimes there are like, I, I don't know. There's just people like said a
0: lot then. Like,
2: yeah, like you, they'll
0: tag that for everything. I just didn't connect with them emotionally. Yeah, oh,
1: yeah. I, I. Yeah. For in me, sense. it's too long. Is something that's kind of bothered me in the sense of okay, why is it too long?
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm it's there.
1: Like, everything is well, like I've heard that so long. Like oh, it's just too long. It's too something long. Something that
0: I've always been like aggressive, just like really, really annoyed at is when someone uses the word pretentious. I think pretentious no. should be just hung up in a closet. You know, it's, it's twenty twenty where,
2: you know.
1: I, I, mean, you are, I mean, you are, glasses. Cool. Huh? yeah, but yeah, like I mean, of course, two two guys with glasses say, don't like the word pretentious, but I don't know. Those glasses say something else. you guys are pretty pretentious. I have never been called a hipster in my life. Whatsoever. I don't see
0: where you get that idea. <laughs> I think that is that is far from left field. My goodness. It's literally,
2: yeah. all critics are guys in glasses. It's they're everywhere. White
0: guys in glasses.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> too many. Yeah. <laughs> Way too many. um Yeah. I'm, a ju- beard. I'm just trying to look at. I'm just trying to look at my notes. And the only thing we have it Oh, there. I mean, there's so many great gags. Sorry, I, I, this is a bad transition, but I just oh like. I'm just, um, there's so many great gags in this movie. Two of the one that stands out are when Jenna. Uh, um, uh, Jenna Malone hands him <laughs> the photo, um, photo, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> it, "It's so good! It makes me laugh every time. It's just so, and like, and, and that's oh, the thing. Like Joaquin, like Joaquin can do that. Like being more comedies, bro. Like you're that's great. Like you just that that instant comedic timing and reaction sure. is just so funny. Um, and there's another one. It's a throwaway line, but like, so Doc is going into his office, which is somehow a doctor's office. I don't know how." Yeah. He's- <laughs> Is that in the book jack yes okay (laughs) do they explain it do they like why does he have a doctor's
0: office i don't think so i think that's something that remains like wait why is he called doc
1: does anyone know because
2: his name's doc
1: (laughs) um because he didn't like larry i guess Mm. uh but there's this line so he enters in i think it's the first time and he like and an actual, an actual doctor. He's like talking to his patients. He sees him come in, and he like, he's, uh, and he turns to um, doc, and he says, "Doctor." And and, and <laughs> doc says, "Doctor." And they just like, I just, doctor, doctor. And I just, I love that. I love how the actual doctor reference calls him an actual doctor, and yeah, it, and it signifies him as his like colleague, which mm. is hilarious. I, I just like those throwaway little lines, um, and of course, like anything with him wearing that ridiculous wig and that uh, wig in that commercial.
0: <laughs> yes. I got two words for you, right on.
1: I just.
2: Uh, <laughs> him I'm thinking, munching on that
1: weed. Priceless, yeah,
2: yeah. I'm thinking of that time where uh, they're on the phone during the end or towards the end, and like his kid is making him a drink, and, and <laughs> I love that. But then, um, Josh, I can't remember what Josh Brolin says, but he's like go to bed, Doc. And he's like, I'm working.
1: Why would I go to bed? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, go to (laughs)
2: bed. And And they don't
1: address it either. It's so, they just move on. And I love how, like, when his wife is, like, starting to yell at um, Doc, you could see, like, Bigfoot kind of is getting turned on right now. He's, like, smiling, like, yeah, give it to him. Give it to him. And it's just like,
0: what is this?
1: Um, And I'm just also thinking of him on set when he munches on that weed and then he takes the tray and he, like, just throws, like, and he, like, tips it in his mouth. What is that? Like, how? And he's so committed. He does it with such yeah, a face. Yeah, he's so committed. Yeah, yeah. How do I you love Joaquin's reaction, door. too. Yeah. He's
0: like, oh, what? What is
1: going on? Oh, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Oh, no. And he cries. I love yeah. how he cries. Yeah. we like, what is? Oh, okay. This movie fucking rules. All right. I just I love this. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. So so I was so long the first time. I was just confused. I guess I wasn't expecting it to be as trippy That's as it was. That's
0: exactly woman. what happens with everybody. So don't feel like you're in your own island. Um, I I also hear a lot when talking about his filmography as a whole. There's a lot of thematic re- resonance in, in Heron vice I think fits really well as, a, as another puzzle piece. Um, but there's also one moment. It's weird that it's always chalked up to just one moment, but there's a moment in every movie of his that, you, that makes you very emotional yeah. and it tugs it at, tugs at your heart at least once
2: um do we have something like that in here that i think it's that, the for me it's the neil young uh, the scene uh with the neil young song is playing i think it's journey into the past and yeah it's shasta and yeah sorry it's shasta and doc and they're just running through the rain and they're yeah. trying to score but like they can't I, I kind of like a yearning for that. the
0: past, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think, think like the way the story,
2: back. the story changes, oh, where stuff. like they're like looking back, or, or, or sorry, where where he's like recounting this memory, or sorry, he's not. Shh. Joanna Newsom is sorry, this is a fucking movie. Um, <laughs> it's is recounting a... this memory, and she's like, you know, they never got their fix that day. But like that was one of the last times they were happy, and and I think like that scene, it makes the repeated refrain of "Oh, we're not in a relationship." Like it it gives that a, a like a dagger. Like it's yeah. it becomes something else rather than just like this joke about him being a stoner. Like I I don't think that's ever like especially when it comes to emotional moments it's not really at doc's expense as like look at this goofball
0: well actually at my moment where i've always gotten a little choked up was when um uh koi harlingen and hope reunite Mm.
1: Um, yeah
0: because it's it's just like you got that last piece of johnny greenwood's music playing and Robert Ellsworth's cinematography is really just like, like kind of pushed lush. way back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's always kind of melancholy because, like we were talking about before with Owen Wilson's performance, it's not that active. It's he's he's always been kind of a passive actor. Sure. But he's because he's not so demanding. I think it makes it the um, it makes that poignancy a little bit less unexpected, and it's something that talk actually had a hand in doing <laughs> right so um a bit of a contradictory to the other beats of the story yeah
1: yeah um, that I, I'm, also, I'm also
0: gonna say that's my favorite scene
1: as well oh that's a good transition um i just want to say one more thing uh the flashback scene um but i could have picked any scenes, of, so I don't know of them running out. into the rain or running in the rain or to find um to find some drugs um i think it reminded me a lot of not necessarily in like plot but of like the way it's used and um in the shoot in the filming of it of the flashbacks in her of him and rooney mara mm. together and they were happy um of course that's a little more dreamlike and much more bright um or maybe not dreamlike but more, it's more mm, how does this
0: i think it is dreamlike
1: yeah it's dreamlike um but yeah, that that's kind of what it reminded me of. Um, I don't necessarily know if I have, like, that emotional scene. Like, I think the ending is sweet in the sense of, not, like, it might be bittersweet, but, like, I think there is a, some sense of accomplishment of him, of, like, the camera just following him and Del Toro looking at um, the Golden Fang boat being towed in. And there's Johnny Greenwood's music in the background, and it feels, and there I think it's being monologued to by the narrator, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, there's a sense of, like, ah, we did it. Um and I think that's kind of like emotionally poignant because it mm-hmm. feels like there was an actual journey even though no, I had no idea what the fuck actually went on. I just know that things happened and we yeah, reached a conclusion. Yeah, things happened, yeah, and we reached a conclusion. And he did things and he it was hard and but he figured it out. Um PT is yeah. also
0: a really big sucker for happy endings. I don't mean to like diverge us even further, but he's always yeah. he's never had an ending that feels uh rotten. Or like, f- mm. makes me feeling
1: sour. There even, will be blood. He kills a guy with a bowl of blood.
0: There I, I feel like.
1: But he as... deserves it. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> it <is>. they, <laughs> well, no, no. <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> deserve it.
0: You're right. No, I'm but I'm in all sincerity, um, as vile and as ruthless Daniel Plainview is, he got his way. He did what set out for. I'm finished. Yeah. Like, I'm finished are the last words of the movie. Oh, so, fuck. He just cancels the movie as soon as he's checked off all of his boxes. So yeah I, I just I, this is not like the only time that we're gonna talk PTA. It's not like Miyazaki where it's like we we're have gonna take one chance. Yeah yeah like we have two other things to get to you won't and survive I hate the fact
1: if you do it more if you do any more PTA in a row. <laughs> You'll just like burst out of happiness. Yeah. Like
0: and um I'll combust. But that's the good thing is that I feel like we're sharing all of our thoughts now so we need to reserve some some things about, about him
2: this is just your pta episode
0: <laughs> you know i did this to myself
1: I, every uh, episode is pta episode for jack
0: i really could have done this into like a soderbergh episode if i did on if i chose on Sane for you
1: but um should we do favorite scene yeah yeah we should this is you know we, every at the end of every episode we like to do our favorite scene to strap things up um i sure. i don't it's so hard. I do just... Uh, I mean, I love... I, I guess my favorite thing about this movie, I think, is Bigfoot and um, Doc's relationship. Um, so I would have to say maybe my favorite scene is the action of Brolin actually just, like, munching on that weed and, like, Doc kind of, like, crying for some reason and that <laughs> whole exchange. It's so perfect. I no, just, like, it It makes... And he just, like, steps... Like, he kicks down the door and like he's in the center frame and for like he's in this medium shot and he's and i think it's like a high a low angle shot and they're just like looking up at um at brolin and he's just like towering and he's like just
0: you haven't called
1: you haven't kept up lines of communication
0: listen i'm sorry um, for their night yeah.
1: wait what you're it, sorry
0: it, and they have that and same... are they
1: talking at the same time it's so good that's my favorite scene oh
0: right. the banter
1: um what, what's your favorite scene michael
2: Oh, I, I think it is probably the one I was talking about uh, of them in the rain. But like, mm-hmm. I, I think that I think that ship scene you were we talking about... I did
0: it, a preemptive favorite scene. <laughs> that's okay. Emotionally poignancy.
2: When they actually bring in the Golden Fang ship, yeah. I, I think that's a really oddly moving resolution a resolution for something that's almost entirely. <laughs> yeah it's an entirely uh, arbitrary like but but i i love like the line that really stuck with me this time was um where uh, del toro's character is like um we may trust this blessed ship is bound for some better shore and in the same way like it it feels very reminiscent of like the last uh line of uh, great gatsby um, yeah a little bit yeah
0: yeah, yeah. i can see that. but
2: but like I, I think in the same way that last scene Um, Oh, God, I just touched my eye. In the same way that... I I, um, I do
0: that as a habit, too. It's been a struggle. uh,
2: In the same way, I think that last scene, like, you know, shows... Optimism feels too strong. But, like, a a certain sense that they're going to find their way through this fog in in some way. I I think there's something really about that. Yeah, and, and like... Yeah, I mean it's it's a strange, it's a strange scene because it's kind of a off-putting scene. The way the the beams of the headlights are like, you know, fully in his eyes and everything. But it's um, it
0: doesn't feel like it's gonna end, and then it ends. Like it
2: seems like it's it's like a. Prelude it's almost like the movie doesn't know where to yeah. end
0: itself, you know? <laughs> but in the best way, like we mean all these things as compliments. Sure. I, well, I mean, I do. I mean
2: no I, that, we, we do is that the exact same as the book then i, I i'm,
0: I'm I curious believe it. it's been it's been a while since sure. i have read it but i believe it is i think pta is pretty faithful it does yeah seem I think what i remember
1: that's yeah. what i i think what i saw was when i was reading up like he did try to keep it pretty like yeah. same it's just there was so much that he had to take out because it's so there's so much in that book
0: Yeah, you can't not
1: so, um yeah. Yeah, that's 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 my favorite scene. Um, All
0: right, one down, two to go. I, I gotta hold on to these PTA movies as long as I can. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, oh boy, um, Michael, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, We've thank had a, you guys. It was a blast uh, oh, yeah. having you on, and we would love for you to come back. Sure, I would love to. That's awesome. Um, you, yeah, where can everyone? Uh, you kind of already plugged in the beginning, um, but but just to reiterate what. <laughs> Uh, where can everyone where can everyone find you on the internet? Uh, you could find me on Twitter at, at @snidell um, on Letterbox, where I
2: refuse to obviously give anything over three stars. Right, you <laughs> The controversial um,
0: <laughs> Letterbox profile. Yeah.
2: Um, the I, I like movies occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, no adult movies profile at this at this point. Um al- al- although I do have to say I really I do want to watch that documentary that is currently being hosted on Pornhub. So Yeah, I hear that's it's good. I yeah, I hear it's really good. I actually want uh, to see
1: it.
2: Yeah, shake Shakedown, that's called. So you know, if you hey, end up on Pornhub, uh maybe you want to watch some cinema. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay. Um, exiting the 2010s endorses watching a movie on Pornhub.
2: Um, I think it's actually coming out on some streaming service as well to pay, but if you want to watch it for free, Pornhub's got you covered. Hey. Um, I have never said Pornhub so much on a podcast. Um, <laughs> what? What else?
0: Oh, I. will just wait until we get Bill Graham on.
2: <laughs> Nubile. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i ben solo oh man <laughs> oh bill I, I love you bud but, i love bill god damn it bill <laughs> um that oh Jedi our man episode is so chaotic <laughs> our latest episode will be on uh baccarat which i don't know hopefully people will see it in theaters because mm-hmm. it's gonna be unlimited theaters and Hopefully it comes out. We, we had planned this before coronavirus decided that people can't go to movies anymore. Um, oh, it's
0: pressing the pause button. Yeah. I, I
2: I was supposed to see a quiet place on Monday and review that. Mm. That's happening. Um, yeah. The film stage show will continue. <laughs> I'm say that. We, we will too. We don't know yeah. what it's going to look at. It, yes. Yeah. Guys, yeah keep listening yeah, so. to podcasts. Yeah. <laughs>
1: we well, ain't got shit else to do
0: <laughs> yeah that's true yeah. subscribe yeah. to the criterion
2: channel yes and then get intimidated by how much good stuff is there like i well do. yeah me, yeah 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 um <laughs> i'm jack a
0: draper on twitter and um my writing is on the simple cinephile
1: uh i'm on i am at twitter and instagram and letterboxd at clayfilm100 uh, please follow the podcast Twitter account at ETT pod. Um, you can leave us a comment or a voicemail on anchor. Um, we, next week we have. What do we have next week? <laughs> I don't keep track.
0: Um, we have calling by your name with Yaz James.
1: We have that. Um, very excited for that. Um, I'm going to say that maybe two more times uh what was i yeah um hey everyone you know be safe try not to touch people that's probably a good some good advice wash your hands do what you need to do we're gonna be okay we're gonna get through it it's I'd gonna suck that, for a little bit but you know we got it
2: i'd say the thing that i i want people to take away and i've been guilty of this is don't Feel like you need to constantly read everything and pay attention to everything, every new thing that's going on. Like, I think there's a balance in in trying to be responsible about how you take in this information and, um, you know, like, give yourself a break at, at sometimes.
1: like. Watch you know, a good movie.
2: Yeah. Watch a movie. Hey.
1: That's that's what this podcast is all about: watching movies, loving movies, talking movies. Um, yeah, we'll be, we'll get through this probably. Well, well, we can do it. We can do it. I, I believe. In, sure. I believe in us. I don't know about Orange Man, but we'll 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 figure that out at some point. Um, thank you so much for listening. Please be safe, and we'll catch you next time on Exiting Through the Two Thousand Tens.